I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to another beautiful episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. Judging by the sound, it's going to be a cheery one. <laughs> we have Loki Discordia of Wise Man Say. How you going, man? Oh, it's that guy I am. It's yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> As you can see, uh, this is the, the length of my hair is how long I haven't been outside for. Because right. uh, I had a shaved head before we went into uh, our fun time lockdowns for everybody. Oh, I got, right. uh, I got moved to home about a week before the, uh, the everybody isn't allowed to go outside anymore lockdowns. And so, um, you know, unlike the Americans, I can, uh, you know, go without a haircut without needing to threaten people with guns. Oh, <laughs> man, that's just, I th- I've said it. I, don't get me into it. Holy <laughs> shit, I'm so bad with it, eh? It's just, it's infuriating to see that people are that stupid, I think, you know. I think for me, the best thing that I saw about that was um, someone was like, all right, when this is all over and that, I don't want to hear any of you talking about how you could live in your bunker for years by yourself. Yes. You couldn't stay at home for two weeks without a haircut. Yes. No no more. You're not allowed that, to, to go on about your doomsday prepping and shit. They're so scared about their... <laughs> freedom of speech and just liberty or whatever it is but mostly poor people better go to work so i can get a coffee and have my hair done yeah like (laughs) when they when you see them arguing like to the camera like we gotta go back to work like okay why yes (laughs) okay but why though (laughs) so so you've got like machine guns and stuff and for some reason you're using that to try and go back to work (laughs) It's insane. Rob, rob a bank. I don't know. Yeah. Like you've you've clearly got the means and nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, oh. wait, why why were you going back to your your minimum wage job with a machine? Why why are you fighting for that? I think that's th- ridiculous shit ever. I, I think it's actually like it's kind of because everyone's been limited in being inside uh, their house, you mm. know, doing the isolation that they've had more. They've had more time to actually be actively online and on the social media oh, yeah, and all that shit. So they are looking <laughs> like they are reading into these things. They are looking oh. into all that shit, and it's just five G will get you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. And and you know, don't even start on uh, on all of it. I love it. Chemtrails yep. and all of that shit. It's oh no, the five G one is just insane. Yep. Um, I saw um, is it uh, Doctor Carl? You know, he like people all call up and be like, "Oh, you know, I've had this chicken in my fridge for six days. Is it okay to eat?" And he'll go, "Actually, here's a bunch of scientific reasons about why not." Yeah. And somebody was like, "So, five G's like causing COVID and killing people?" And he just went, "No, mm. no scientific, no nothing." He was just like, "I'm not even not even giving gonna- you good <laughs> shit. I'm not going to go into why you're wrong. Yeah. Just no, you're wrong." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's good though, like because I mean, he's. 
he's credible because he does do that. Like, there's yeah. not really any sort. Like, at the end of the day, when he's when he's speaking about something that is scientific, there's no bias it's, towards it. It's what he does. Yeah, like I haven't I haven't actively seen anything that he's sort of promoted towards. Like any sort of <laughs> did you see? You, you know what I mean? Like the the, the any sort of bias side. But yeah, sorry. What, what did, have I seen? Did you see? Uh, he had to issue a, a formal apology. Because um, he he did he posted like a meme that he saw about COVID and was sort of, and it was making fun of it, but it was basically uh, two girls one cup, and he <laughs> didn't he didn't know what that was and he shared it. <laughs> so yeah, so Dr. Carl he uh, he shared two girls one cup and then was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I didn't know that it was that. <laughs> Isn't that like s- such a baby boomer thing to do though right like you 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 share something like i don't know how this thing works like yeah i'm I'm so glad that he's that internet innocent oh yeah because that's the first thing he did was like oh my god guys like holy shit this is not what i do yeah Yeah, he was like oh my god some like obviously you know some uh some youth that he knows has gone um you probably don't want to share that on your uh, science page there. Yeah, it's not. Camp. <laughs> I mean, there is there, there might be some science to it, but not the kind that you want to tell kind people. Of science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck, we got off to a really yeah. weird start, but anyway, Loki. Yeah. Yes. Tell us a little bit about you, rather than yeah. all the crazy shit. Oh, like, it's what is it? Kind of linked, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my issue. I have that um that tangent brain where like you know we can start talking about the one thing but it's it's not staying there like it just wanders that's how i am pretty much in all of my life you know like musically like i can't do one kind i can't listen to one kind i've never understood people who are like yeah man just metal and you're like really yeah (laughs) look i I I used to be like that yeah i love metal like i I, like it's great but there's so much out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I can never understand why people limit themselves to like, I remember a few years ago, um, I heard, uh, at, I was at like the back room, I think at like a thrash metal show. And I overheard some dudes talking and they were like, yeah, man, fuck that Justin Bieber. Like, I want to kill him. And I was like, why? <laughs> he did like a couple of things. He doesn't make music for you. Yeah. It, it's for teenage girls, so I don't know why you're listening to it anyway. Yeah. And also, him, he's the person that you hate so much that you want to die. It's such just misguided makes, hate. Yeah, he just makes pop music. Yeah. I, I've never heard any of it. I heard um, James L. Jones read one of his songs, which was great. <laughs> to hear Darth Vader read Baby, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, that would have been... But, like... Like I, I don't know how it's coming up like in your regular life so much that you want him to die. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There is a very uh, upfrontness about the metal scene, which is yeah. what I've always loved. Um, a lot of that sort of, I guess, that experience that you had there yeah. overhearing that is not uncommon. Just, yeah, maybe you know? laugh heaps and. Um, 
but it's funny to a degree. Like that, it's just they're yeah. so that intent by it. But you know, some people don't give a shit and they just be like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you know, when it comes up to you, your first reaction, it's not like oh, yeah. say it comes up in another conversation, you might be different. But say in this particular one yeah. where people can see you and stuff, they see your first reaction going, "Fuck that guy! Yeah. What for? Yeah, like why? you're at a metal show. Like, like watch the metal. I've got two baby sisters, right? So they're like ten and. 15 years younger than me, right? Prime Bieber age. Right. So, like, you know, uh, when my, like, sort of older sister, um, she was, like, I think she was, like, 15, loves Green Day. Yeah. You know, my mum's not going to take her to see Green Day. All right, I'm going to Sydney. Why don't you come with me and we'll go see him? Mm. And, but at the same time, like, I took her to um, Lady Gaga and Christina Aguilera and all that. And, and I went to those shows fully expecting not to enjoy myself. But the, uh, uh, them and uh, Pink put on amazing live shows. I've, yeah, I've you know, heard. It wasn't something that I was ever really like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, I knew songs in passing and I knew tracks and stuff. But I'd only ever heard them on, like... A shit car stereo or at the, sh- the shopping center i hadn't heard them the way that they're supposed to sound like with the with big the, sound the, yeah. speakers and, and it sounds amazing and they're phenomenal performers and i was like i don't know why you go it's they're good at what they do yeah they're, they're good entertainers i don't know why you give a shit i the only time so i think i give a shit now is when they try and dabble in like when they when they get into like political shit or something like that when they shouldn't if, you know <laughs> You, yeah. you know those kinds like bands like Rage Against Machine of course they can that For was sure. that's, that's their whole their basis thing. yeah exactly yeah. you know ba- even bands like Green Day can because their original starting point was that whole like it would be weird if Metallica pulled out a um you know fuck the government oh you would know yeah, yeah exactly it would be very strange I mean they they already their fan base already changed when they went there when they cut their hair off <laughs> <laughs> when they got like genuine like genuinely like that dad band old yeah. sort of thing so I remember when like people got really mad at them for Load and Reload when they came out and I was like to be fair guys they've been doing thrash metal since the 80s if anybody's allowed to I don't know learn to play a guitar differently I feel like they earned it mm. they put out four really good albums and then you know Black comes out and it's not a thrash album and then Load and Reload come out and they're not thrash albums they're heavy rock albums mm. and that and you're like you know if you listen to like um you people like oh yeah like they just sound like fuel and memory remains and stuff and you're like yeah but like outlaw torn and bleeding me are good songs mm. like there's still phenomenal musicianship in there yeah you can't uh, just, there's just a shift in like in so, in the sound <laughs> so one of the things like that i always have disagreements with um metalheads it's one of those like um uh, like what's a band that everybody seems to love and you can't and for me it's always been Megadeth mm. even accidentally like so oh like we'll be at a party and it'll be on and I won't know that it's them and I'm like what the fuck is this and someone mm. will be like Megadeth and I'm like oh yeah fair enough mm. you know and because like, for me they've just been doing Kill em All the whole time I mean like I know he wrote a bunch of that like I'm not taking away from his musicianship but mm. they haven't changed no no fundamentally no, at all not like really. they're, they're still the same exact sound and yeah. I, you know you guys have been doing it 40 years nearly there is there is some sort of uh like what's the word um like there's a commitment to doing it for that long for right sure. like and there and there is like reputation that's built beyond like behind that right but so i feel if anybody should be allowed to i don't know if if megadeth put out like a weird 
ambient jazz album. You watch how many like, people fucking rage about it. Yeah, yeah. like let like, them try something different. Like exactly like, like you said. Thing you know, like because like for me, like we were saying, like with the the music scene and stuff, um, it frustrates me that like I'll go to a show and I'm still hearing bands who sound like Pantera. Yeah, like, like they yeah. did it. it. The '90s was good. They Pantera were good when they did it, but. You're not dime bag because you're wearing camo shorts and playing a, a like a, a dean, you know, <laughs> yeah. like like Those signature Daryl, like or he whatever they're called. He was very good at what he did, and he like he innovated that. But like I find these uh, like the the metal it seems to have like for for the most part for me has really stagnated uh, with like the, that that's it. You know, like it's either they're a thrash band or they're a uh, what is it? The the groove metal down Pantera. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I very rarely see bands uh, now, particularly local bands, where they're not just doing that. Mm. Like, like oh, just I'd like to see more more of them try and like replicate like albums like the Blackening from yeah. Machine Head. Yeah, like that was so pivotal for those guys. So I was actually oh, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day about new metal. Yeah, and new, and you, the new. Yeah, yeah, I know the kind. Yeah, you know, and and like, oh, it was rubbish. Like, no, it had to happen because 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 in the the late nineties, you guys were still doing the eighties thing. Yeah, still now it's twenty twenty. Something had to change. You know, like essentially, you know, corn needed to happen, and Limp Biscuit needed to happen, and Machine Head, like Machine Head, to me, one hundred percent responsible for all breakdowns in bands past that plus Davidian yeah you know like that that chunky 10 ton hammer style that they did oh yeah the that hard, one the hardcore scene became that they just took that one section and did that you know and, and whereas like that's I think that's for me where I, I sort of like deviated from listening to metal a lot to finding bands like SOD and and uh, Municipal Waste and, and stuff and you know like oh, crossover thrash bands yeah. who were doing very fast thrashy stuff but they also look like they're having fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a party. You know? Like municipal, especially. Yeah. Like I, my shirt got torn up at that show. Like Dude, I was Iron walking Reagan around there. That's, Sorry, you know Iron Reagan. That's them. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, it's the singer and someone else. I think. And, and yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know the Red Fang guys and and all that sort of stuff. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, just um, I, I think I think for me particularly with metal, they look bored. Like, are you having fun, dude? Like, like you know, you see these the band, that, you know, it's because they're looking grim, right? And all that, yeah, you know, actually, like yeah. cool. Like an arpeggio sweep, I admire the talent and the ability it takes to get there, but it's not interesting to watch for forty five minutes, like I over can't. and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. what else? What else is happening? Like, I I, I totally understand that as well. Like, because yeah. usually, like uh, as a performer, like you're either going for like I for me in from my perspective anyway, like two views. You're either going to go from that really tight 100% crisp show yep. you can look as angry and as serious as you want but if there's no fuck up like and it's absolutely pitch perfect yeah fuck yeah sick or you come out and you tear that fucking place yeah. up or you uh, just totally be, unicorn style <laughs> exactly like those guys are so they're good they're the best they make like, they, they sound so fucking wacky but then their breakdown parts that come into they're, it and they're phenomenal musicians prized pig off their news like uh, their smoke oh, what? Yeah, it's got yeah. durries on the cover I just yeah, can yeah. never remember the name uh, of it Yep. Um, yep, it'll come to me. In yeah, a yeah. Um, uh, Prize Pigs. That's like by far my favorite song off that album, and it just fucking goes hard because it's this yeah. really weird sounding intro at the start, and then it just slides into a do 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 like just for me. 
their live show is why you go see them. Yeah, because like, old mate is just live shows why I bought an album. Live shows why I bought a shirt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like the the music is great, but their live show puts them over by far. Like they they're one of the best live bands to see because no matter what's happening, you're gonna have fun watching them. Exactly. Yeah. Like um, I can same with the fucking vocalist's name. Um, like he just goes out and he looks like he's just. Oh, Drew, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally Drewnical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just looks like he's just off his chops, but yeah. having a good time. But he's not. Like, he's just having fun. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, man, he must be so wasted. No, no, no. He just, that he does that. That's how he, he's having like, fun. Per, like, musically or performing-wise, that's just what yeah. comes out of him yeah, at the yeah, time. Like, he like just, he'll, like, he's not, like, a, like Straight Edge or, or Stone Sober or anything like that, but, like, he's not, it's not, oh, he's so fucked up and he's, no, he means that. Yeah. All the things that he's doing, he's having fun. It's a performance, he's, yeah. He's engaging the crowd, no matter what. Like, if you, because you can't, you know, like, if you go to, like, a show and, you know, you'll have maybe, like, if they're a, a good band, you'll have, like, maybe two rows of people who are really getting into it, and then mm-hmm. everybody else is kind of, like, stood in that little, little use shape with their arms crossed yep, watching yep, the band. Yep. You cannot do that at a Totally Unicorn show because Drew will jump on you. Yeah, he'll come running at you. <laughs> he will uh, make sure that you're going to have, a, you're, you're going to remember that you saw them. The last band I saw that does that shit is Garlic Nun. Yeah, um, dude. Again, and they're big mates. You know, yeah. like you know them. Uh, I am Duck Eye from Melbourne. I am Duck Eye. Yeah, they're the yeah. Same like Jules uh, from Duck Eye, the bass player. He has a, a one man band called Long Hours. And if you get a chance, watch that. Yeah. If like next time I bring him up to come to a Brisbane show, or if you're in Melbourne, like he's, he's Melbourne native. He just yeah. got back from his second massive tour in Japan. He's oh, doing yeah. awesome down there. And like, and he's just put out. I think since he got back, uh, like a month ago, I think he's put out like six split albums with dudes from Japan that he toured with. Jesus Christ! Because he's just a one man band. He's got an RC three Boss Looper pedal, which he writes all of his tunes and puts them on. And so then he's got that running through the PA, and he's got his guitar, and he does extra guitar, like lead guitar, I suppose, over the top, and vocals. Wow! And so he's got drums and stuff that he programs and, and does all at home, and he just does that. And if you go and see him. Again, he's gonna climb on you. Like he'll put mm. his guitar down and, and get in the crowd and goes all over the place and and uh, it like Drew in, in Total Unicorn. Like it, like you're gonna remember that you saw that. That uh, as a one man band and he's it's gonna fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic, not, I've man. never seen that before. So I'll that's... send you some links of, of the live show. Like we did. Um, like uh, Wise Men Say went down to Tassie with him. Yeah, like he literally hit me up and he's like, "What are you doing?" Like in six weeks, and I was like, nothing. He's like, you want to come to Japan, like to Tassie, yeah. play some shows. And I was like, okay. And so we played uh, at a place called the Altar down there, which is awesome. Like they do a lot of, um, it's in Hobart. They do a lot of stuff with Dark Mofo. I, I, I thought that, that like, sounded uh, familiar. Yeah, yeah, when I you think said Electric it, yeah. Wizard played there, and, mm. and, uh, and all those guys. And so we went and we did a show there, and that was good. You know, it was a cool club show, and we played that, and that was rad. But for us, the thing that was awesome is that we played in an anarchist, like commune house the following day oh, wow. for a house party oh. at like four o'clock in the afternoon and it was fucking awesome yeah and like there's some like there's some great photos of that like on our on both of our instagrams and stuff uh, of like you know it's literally just a, a like a queenslander house that's got like this like a, a weed garden happening just and, growing and out the back got that like the stage that we played on was um so I say stage. The, uh, the 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 section that we played on was um you know, uh, big pallets and like a door that was just laid down. <laughs> totally makeshift. Yeah, so good. And I was like, that's that's it for me. You know, like that's way better. Like because 
like I've been, I've been playing music forever, right? And I've played in all different kinds of places, you know, massive things and overseas and, and all that kind of stuff and, and like in front of, you know, thousands of people and in front of one or mm-hmm. the other bands and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like and, and that kind of shit. Uh, but for me, uh, house parties is where it's at always, just from that punk background. Oh, like yeah, the DIY you, attitude and stuff, you know, you yeah. Play, you play to 15 people in a living room and that it, it was better for me than playing at the hi-fi. Yeah. You know, we played the hi-fi and I was like, yeah. Yeah, who'd you play at the hi-fi with? So we played, uh, so this is oh, fucking ever ago, um, in a, an older band called the John Experiment and uh, we played there with Guttermouth oh no and shit that, yeah like Whiskey that's how Whiskey and Speed when I was doing that uh, we played with Guttermouth and we played with Leftover Crack and we played with uh, The Adolescents that was awesome oh wow um, yeah we played with all those kind of guys and you know you play those like the, the those kind of big like stadium shows or big big room shows and I'm like yeah that's why I've got you know a 60 foot bass lead because I'm not going to stay up here at yeah. all. Like, you know, like I can't, I'm coming down there. I'm not staying up here because that's boring. So you as a performer is, yeah. is definitely something that prefers to be very interactive. Like, For I mean, sure. music itself or bands themselves when you're playing at shows and stuff is interactive to begin with. Like you already, Yeah, but you yourself as a performer, you want to get out there amongst the, yeah, and the I, punters. I, I, like, so for me, a thing that happened... Like like years and years, so like I'm gonna say, like 2008, 2007, um, I was doing stuff which uh, has like it's kind of what Wise Man Say does now, in that it was a thing that I started, and because musicians are inherently unreliable people, and so it was like a, okay, like for Wise Man Say, it's Wise Man Say is me and whoever else is keen. Mm-hmm. If you want to come and jam with me, come jam with me and we'll do something. If you want to, like, if you want to collaborate from the other side of the world, send me a thing and I'll send you a thing. Like, we'll do something and I'll come there and we'll do it. And, like, the like the way the lineup for the band is at the moment is me and two other guys doing our thing. And they're, like, and so, like, one, Michael, he's my cousin and we've been in bands together before. And Jesse, he's in a band with Michael called Indica and they do, like, stone oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. fucking rad. Uh, they got uh, the last album they put out got like massive traction over in like South America and stuff. Which oh, hell great. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did really cool. And they are just dudes who I like hang out with and play with and stuff. And they and I'd put out maybe uh, two solo things with Wise Men Say. And, and I was like, what are you guys doing this week? And I'm like, nothing. We'll come and jam. Yeah. Like, okay, so we they came and jam and we put out like four records together. And then they were like, oh, well, let's, let's try and do something a little bit more cohesive then instead of just getting a jam and going okay this is the cool bit and we'll put that up that's the bit where we locked in and that was awesome yeah why don't we write some songs together as well and we've done that we've got the album coming out uh it'll be the end of the year with the whores show yep. uh, december 12th i think that is yeah because that was Hors. meant to happen was that meant to happen was, last month or this month the week they did the lockdown for covid they were like no they're not allowed to come anymore uh, like, oh, fuck. so you know, just so, just shy of being yeah able yeah to do it. but you know and so back then it was uh a, a band where I would bring extra amps and extra instruments and extra things to a, a band that had four people in it and we would have like 10 amps and all these other shit and I would grab people out of the crowd and like, here, do something. Here, do something. Yeah, right. Here's this, like, here's a stylus, do that. Here's a theremin, do that. Here's a sampler, give me give me your voice and I'll work that in and let's do these things and let's do it, you know. Like, the, we played a show... Uh, 
it was uh, it was called Grunge Fest, and we played it um, at uh, Tivoli Jubilee. It might have been the Jubilee actually that one. Okay. And um, uh, like I gave my like I was play, playing bass, and uh, and uh, the dude was like like really grooving on it, and I was like like here are the like you know, just sort of, like here are the notes, dude, and just gave him my bass and went and did something else. <laughs> just you know, went and like, got a beer. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and went and grabbed other stuff, and then I was watching. Yeah, and I was like, that's amazing. That's so much fun. And like we did a show back when. Uh, Netherworld was back when it was the step in. Uh, we did ah, a show there. Yeah. We did a show there, and this dude was so good. I was getting ready to like load on the stadium. We're gonna play, and we're putting stuff down. This guy comes up to me in a full safari suit, <laughs> and I was like, "That's the best thing." It's like a Wednesday at the step, at step in. <laughs> There's like 50 people here, and this dude in a in a safari suit. I was like, "That's the best." And he's like, "Hey man, I heard you like." keen to like interact with people and stuff i'm like yeah man like always he's like i've got some like slam poetry <laughs> can i do some during your set and i was like yes that's yes a- you fucking can what that's yes, such you- a fucking random thing to happen yes, though you can. and so then i got up on stage and tapped the boys and i was like hey so during the set this dude's gonna get up and do some slam poetry and we're just gonna jam and he was like all right, so we got like I don't know ten minutes into the set, and, and I was like, you know, have a beer or whatever, and when you're ready, call out and give I'll, us I'll, yeah, give us a give us a yell, and and I'll get you up, and we'll do. And so for me, like that's always sort of been my uh, philosophy for the way that I book shows, or the way that I play shows, or bands that I'm in. Like if someone's like, hey, this is the idea that I have, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that, and I'll be like sick yeah let me figure out how we're gonna do that you know like cool, you yeah know, like, like if someone's like oh i really want to do this kind of art thing do you have it yeah let's get a space and do it let me book it yeah you know like and and like if you like i, I love creative people and if they like but a lot of them will be unsure how to to do that or how to take that first step to to get it originally or yeah. to, to be able to showcase the thing that they want to do like well, give it to me I'll put it somewhere. Some, and it, yeah, some, it's for some people it's very hard to express that to begin with. You Definitely. know, like it's an anxious thing, like regardless 100%. if you have it or not. But one hundred percent. But like it's always a terrifying thought to put your put your creativity out there because yep. you know, for for some people there's that thought that oh they're going to think it's shit. Yep. You know, it's so, huge. I I think about it all the time when I do the podcast and stuff. There's always that thought, but like well, I've reached a point now where I've. I've had the, I've had therapy like I've done yeah, I've done I've helps. talked about it many times I'm very open about yeah, it yeah. you know so um you know I don't I don't get mad about it anymore yeah, I put yeah. that content out and I'm like if it sucks it sucks that's yeah. not I'm I'm sorry like yeah, but, but I'm not going to like stop There are bands out there that do suck and they still put yeah. music out <laughs> Yeah know? exactly If they're allowed to what the fuck not you know and like I I don't know if you saw that uh, that doco that they did about me, which was yeah, the underdog doco, yeah, super surreal to it me. It was it was fantastic, by the way. Cheers! It it sort of uh, blew me away because I kind of didn't know that's what they were doing, right? Like, because so, okay. like, originally, because well, they were uni students, yeah, the, the, uh, the crew that did it, and Luke he messaged me and was like, "Hey, man, we're doing this thing about like the underdog and the music scene. Mm-hmm. Can we do an interview with you?" Just uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, man. Like, let's do that. Like, come and talk to me, and and I'll tell you who else you should talk. Like, you know, you should go and talk to Celine, who does, like, you know, Dead of Winter, and you should talk to Ken. You should talk to like these. Yeah, guys. I had Celine on here yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah like, she's awesome. Go, yeah, yeah. Like, you should go and talk to these people if you want to talk to them about 
the Brisbane music scene. Like these are people who do awesome stuff, you know. And um, and then like I got talking to them, and <laughs> then they were like, "You're a fucking weird dude." <laughs> and I was like, "Fair." And they're like, "Can we just talk to you more about?" weird shit that you're doing right now and i was like okay because at the time like i was i I was doing wise men say stuff <clears throat> i was still doing whiskey and speed stuff i was also in another band called palliative care you know okay. like doing uh it was me and and a couple of dudes dressed up as old ladies um singing about dick <laughs> <laughs> and what spawned that uh that so matt cutlass is a dude that i've known f- for a really long time and we had got talking shit like when I was running uh, the underdog and doing shows there. He was my sound guy. Oh, and, like, okay. He, he's a phenomenal sound guy. He does tons and tons of shit, and he's he's fantastic. And like he's the he's also the the best like redneck ever. Like he like he like you know catches his own food and builds his own cars, and he's just oh. he's just a dude. And he you know he just knows <laughs> he's a man's man. Yeah, yeah. You like, like he's got like a. Um, uh, all this stuff at his house that that is like an underground bunker for like a bu- like you know if the if it kicks off apocalypse wise I'm going to his place right he's you the know, one that yeah, yeah. you know you could survive with yeah, for yeah, a fair yeah, while yeah he's a he's a crazy crazy camping dude and he, <laughs> he does all that kind of stuff but he's he's phenomenal with sound and uh, particularly DIY yeah like he does all high end stuff now as well like mm-hmm. he goes around and does tours and shit all the time but he's great because he comes from that DIY background so if something's fucked. He just fixes it. You mm-hmm. know, like we, we brought Blood Duster up to play a Halloween show for us and, you know, like we had to build the stage for that and like his like mic stopped working while we were playing. He just like, cool, here's another cable that's already run mm-hmm. and then fixed, like took the mic apart and fixed it. Oh, and then right. changed cool. it back for him. Jesus, like you know, like that kind of shit. And yeah, like he makes his own cables and and they're like custom built speaker cables and instrument cables and things like that. He's just a wildly insane process that nobody yeah, puts any just, thought into. And he does and like it. you know, like I've got him. Uh, he's going to build me some custom guitar amps and stuff oh, at the fine. moment. You know, because I'm like I want this kind of. He's like, you need this. This is the the setup that you need. I'll build it for you. Yeah, and I was like, okay, here's. Whatever money you need to do that, <laughs> cool. Do do that thing. I and, will give um, you funds to however you need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> okay, let's let's do that. But so me and him got talking one time, uh, uh, and it became a joke that uh, we would start a band. And originally, it was only going to be a, a studio thing, and we were gonna we we're never going to play live. Yeah. Uh, and it was that we were old ladies who were doing death metal but because we're old ladies you can call it near death metal <laughs> and, it yep. just, and it just spawned from that as a dumb joke yeah and then then we wrote a bunch of tracks and uh they they were like crossover thrashy tracks and we realized that we didn't like we didn't have anything to say <laughs> uh, you know content wise for, for a band like that like because like we're not we were never going to be a political band because, like, no band has ever changed anybody's mind, really. You know, people get behind Rage Against the Machine, but did anybody actually do anything? Yeah. You know, like, it's all still shit. You guys just like, yeah, fuck the government, but I'm not getting out of bed, though. <laughs> like, which is infuriating. Yeah. But, and so we're like, we're never going to do that. And we were like, we're definitely not going to do it seriously. We can't, can't do near death metal as a serious thing no it's and yeah. so you know we went like we went and, and we wrote a bunch of songs like um 
Parkinson saved my sex life because you're shaking, so you don't have to jerk <laughs> people off and stuff. Um, uh, Betty Betty White's too young for rock and roll, and we did this whole bit about her be like trying to sneak into our shows, <laughs> and that and because uh, <laughs> how old is she now? Too? Older than sliced bread. Oh my god, how nuts is that? Jeez, right? Yeah, <laughs> what a what a thing to be able to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and so we wrote all these, and uh, we would we were doing stuff, and I I think we put up like three or four just demo tracks and that, yeah. and Mousy who runs Medal of Honor and all yeah, that, back room, who I've yeah. known forever as well, he heard it and heard that I was in another stupid metal band, <laughs> and he was like, "When can I book it?" So this was like September of that year. And he was like, when can I book it? And I was like, well, we're not really going to play live. It's just the two of us. He's like, you're playing for New Year's? And I was like, okay. <laughs> now I need to find a drummer. <laughs> so we were like, we hit up this dude called Daniel who used to be in a thrash band with Maddie, And we're like, you can play stupid fast. Yeah. Let's do that. And so we did. And then we, we got a live set together. And then we would get on stage in old lady 90s and... Uh, black metal face paint oh wow yeah so that so that was from the the doco yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's some footage yeah that was so of, that's what palette that was that palette was of care. care so we okay. were, yeah that was when we went and played with king parrot oh fuck yeah and uh, child bite i'm pretty sure from america which was awesome that's a great show to yeah play and that well. was it was one of them it's like, a stupid yeah. band that, that just is, came up it's because you know todd hansen was he loves dumb shit like that like he's a phenomenal musician yeah but he loves dumb shit like that. Like, he plays an FUC. Yes, like. he does, <laughs> which is quite possibly one of the funniest bands I've ever seen live. <laughs> you know, the talent of playing it, a mankini, man. Was it, uh, I'd rather be a fuckhead with no K than a fuckhead with a K is one of their songs because they're fuck FUC. <laughs> so you can be a fuckhead, which is their fans, yeah. but it's without a K. So you're not, a, you're not just a regular fuckhead. <laughs> you're a forest under construction. Yeah, it's, a, it's just got a whole following behind. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and so he thought it was funny and was like, yeah, you got you got to got to play this show that's funny yeah and that and one of the songs that we wrote so we so we're doing all these songs and they're about how uh because i'm an old lady i can take my teeth out to give blowjobs and you know, we're making all these they're pretty much just dick jokes the whole time <laughs> and then we wrote a song called uh um just a phase just a phase the song is called just a phase and we would tell a joke before we played it and it was uh how um you will grow out of liking heavy metal. Okay. Heavy metal fans didn't think it was funny, <laughs> which is even funnier to me yeah. because we're like, yeah, this is the, we've been doing dick jokes as old ladies all night, but this is the one that we mean, guys. Like, <laughs> the really? minute you talk about our genre, oh, fuck, we did a show you're an down, asshole. Yeah, we did a show down the the Gold Coast and everyone was loving it we're doing dick jokes and they're thinking this way and, and I'm like you know uh, this next song is about heavy metal and uh, how you grow out of it it's called Just a Phase and they immediately arms crossed super mad for the whole and we would finish the set like that <laughs> and that's fucking holy, like guys why are, you, why are you taking it so seriously why are you angry that a man in a nighty and Black metal face paint said that heavy metal's silly. The genre you're playing the genre, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, really? 
Yeah, no, I, I totally understand the frustration behind that. It's like many things going on around the world right now, like with just, 100%. you know, it, it's, it's not like, with that, obviously, it's not like sort of end of the world shit, but it's still frustrating to see, yeah. like, it, because it's, it's naivety. It's just shutting off to just, yeah. in the moment, like, and, you know, knowing for a fact that it's a fucking joke, yeah. you know, like, yeah. it's not targeted, <laughs> like... Like, We're not attacking you personally. Yeah, it's that's that's and the the punchline for the joke is the fact that we're clearly dressed as old ladies still doing metal because we haven't grown out of it. Yeah, you get it. Go, uh, Just read into it a little like, bit, yeah, right? Like, sake, not like, all men. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not all metal. But like that kind of that kind of thing is why I can't do political bands. Yeah, I can't be in one because I'll be angry forever. It's it is it, it's a rabbit hole you go down to when yeah, you're just constantly you know, like thinking about it. Yeah, some people you know like I, I've I've been on the news a bunch for like being in in rallies and stuff. You know, when the the Golden Dawn came here to to sort of like goose step their way across, and they wanted to to get their thing going. Like we rocked up, uh, mm-hmm. fuck the Nazis. Like we're gonna fight them. You know, yeah. and, and and to me it made me laugh because I rocked up like this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm there in a Hawaiian shirt with, I think, I had like a, the dwarves crossboner shirt on. <laughs> I've got, at the time, I had like nearly waist length, bright blue hair. Yeah. I'm like six foot tall, stand out. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else who's there to fight the Nazis is wearing balaclavas and covering up their shit. And I yeah. was like, well, you don't want them to know who you are that doesn't like it. Yeah. Why are you hiding from them? Mm. Like, I understand, uh, like, people of color not wanting to be identifiable or women Mm -hmm. fully get that like i get it like because they'll fucking search you out and and be fucked about it because they are 100 percent cowards when it comes to the fact that i actively want to fight them Mm -hmm. you know because like oh you you gotta say some racist shit like they're going on like i think at the time they had um the australia first guys which used you know the national party and all that kind of shit oh yeah and golden dawn of the that they were the um uh, was it mainland Greece for mainland Greeks mm-hmm. and that they're like if you're not from the mainland then you're not a Greek and that, and that would, it's massive over there and then if you look up their shit um, just have a look at their flag and then you can laugh when they talk about how they're not Nazis because mm-hmm. it's just a swirly swastika Oh, I think I, I think I know the flag that you're have talking a, about. Give it a yeah. look at some point, or like anybody who's listening, give it a look, and you're like, fuck. But they rocked up in Brisbane, and they were gonna have a big rally and shit, and so we rocked up to to fight them, and they ran away. Yeah, fuck out. And they that, should. and uh, and then after that, I got uh, tons of hate and people threatening me, and I'm gonna kill you and shit. And I was like, cool. Here's my work schedule. Mm-hmm. This is where I'll be. Here are all my gigs. Mm-hmm. This is where I'll be. Come and see me, you fucking coward. Yeah, and not one, not one. Didn't think so because they're fucking like because that's that's them. You know, I'm sure that they would if they could get you know six of them out of their basement for a minute. Mm. They want to come and have a go, and I'd be keen. It's, but yeah, it, it, that the kind of shit like boggles my brain. Yeah. Like you know, so uh, whiskey and speed uh, were uh, were always very um, pro sexuality and pro uh, like any kind of queer pride. Uh, across the board like it, it didn't matter not musically or lyrically or anything like that but that's just but who you were as a that's band that's who we are yeah you know like Ben the guitarist like he's 
very gay, I suppose. <laughs> like he's the gayest man in the village kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, like me and him went on queer radio a bunch of times and I remember they were introducing us and they're like, Ben here and he's gay. And uh, Loki, uh, what would you say? And I was like, openly keen? <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Yep. Like, gender's never been a thing for me. It's never worried me. And after that, he got tons of hate mail. Mm. And that, but nobody would ever come up to me about it because I could punch him in the face, you know. And, and I'd be like, oh, you want to hassle the guitarist about it, coward? Mm. Come and see me. Come and see us at a show and I'll explain to you why you're wrong. Yeah. Like, if you want to be a bigot like that and, and that kind of shit. And, and it, it, uh, it boggles my brain, you know. And, and like, that for me, like, that was why we, like, uh, me and Maddie, we did um, a show called Big Love for, for a, a, valentine's day a few years back mm -hmm. and that was a big fundraiser for beyond blue and all that kind of thing you know mm -hmm. I, i've always been big for um for that and uh usually cancer try and get a um a big fundraiser for one of those every year yeah beyond blue is a good one yeah beyond blue yeah. uh black dog and all that like yeah. helping out all that kind of stuff and um you know uh and i think more recently i've been made more aware of uh sort of like the exclusion of like people of color uh, in places mm -hmm. and that and so now I try and make a point like if we like if I've got a gig on then it's cool like like any traditional land like you, you guys are free mm -hmm. just come to the show like you know cuz I I see that other shows like Flange Japanese do the same thing like that like when they played Dead of Winter they did a, an acknowledgement of country and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and and I I see a lot of people being like oh it's just lip service shit and I'm like no, but they mean it though. Like Flanger Panties are acknowledging it and like they're not just doing it because they want to be woke or whatever. Flanger Panties do songs about periods. Like mm. they're not a, a woke band. They're, they're just genuinely like, oh shit, we should encourage people to let them know that you're safe at our shows. Yeah, everybody should be welcome no matter 100%. who you are or what you do. It, 100%. It, it, I, I've never understood that sort of... like. It, Neither. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why does it, it have to be a certain yep. group of people that come to shows? Just anti-fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> if, and I don't care race, religion, sexual preference, whatever. If you're rad, come to shows. Yeah. If you're a fuckhead, don't come yeah. to shows. If, you, if you're not there to have a good time and be safe. Yeah. Like, and and by, by safe, I mean just don't be a fuckhead in the pit. Yeah. And you're allowed to hurt shit. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've fucking fell on my head in the pit a bunch of times, but I've never elbowed anybody in the face. Yeah. Like, yeah. I dislocated my shoulder really badly watching the Misfits at the arena when they played there because we were, like, helping someone crowd surf and another person came across, pulled my arm out, you know, and, and, oh, you, go, and you just yeah. go, fuck, that sucked. But mm. you need the mosh pit. Yeah, yeah. That, what do you expect <laughs> to happen, right? Like, anything yeah. can happen in those yeah, places. Yeah. And you do actively put yourself there. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it, it's different when, like, you're in a mosh pit and you've got them fucking idiots, like, crowd killing people and, and throwing punches and elbows and shit. No, you, you guys, like, it's fine if you're jumping shoulder to shoulder into somebody mm. because that's an, an agreeable, nice thing. You're not trying to hurt someone. You're having fun, mm. you know? And if somebody falls down, you pick them up. Like, I, like I was at the Deftones at, um, at Big Day Out when the whole you know before they had the the D barrier in yeah yeah and the whole crowd fell over you watch it on YouTube it's there it, the whole crowd falls over during uh, my own summer no shit and, uh, like I broke my foot really bad which I didn't realise till the next day because I was very high <laughs> <laughs> and I had my docks on and I had to cut them off 
later and my foot was all black Fuck, and you wouldn't have known, no, yeah. Too high and drunk and didn't realise until the next day. Yeah, that swelling would have just fucked yep, that my, boot my, up. Yeah. My boot kept it all compressed and then, it, yeah, then we had to do that. But, like, if you watch that, like, that's just the crowd fell over. Nobody's yeah. trying to hurt everyone and, like, and you know, they're, they're calling out, like, pick them up, everybody, you know, and everyone get, and then it's fine. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. You know, you put, oh, shit, I, I busted my foot, but it's not Deftone's fault. Yeah, it's not no, anybody of course else not. in the crowd's fault. I was stood there and we fell over, you know, because we're having fun. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't, I would never go. Oh fuck, man, can't have more than ten people down the front because I hurt my foot one time. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? You can't limit that. You can't because no. that's not what's going to happen. And that's the interesting too, uh, thing too, as well. Like how everything's going to transition once we get back to playing live shows too. Very badly. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's. Because obviously, like a lot of people now are jumping on the whole streaming um, and playing like yep. live video esque on like Instagram or yep. Facebook, whatever. Which Any, is anyway, fantastic to me. Like you know, yeah, like that's, I think that's the uh, um, the creative scene adjusting. Yeah, you know, I, got, I actually got in an argument with somebody two or three weeks ago because they put up a thing where they were like, "Oh, I'm going to put on like an underground backyard show because you know artists need to be able to put out their stuff." And I messaged, and I'm like, I commented on his shit, and I'm like, "You're a fucking idiot." Mm. Like, I like, I would kill to play shit. I would love to play a show right now, but not enough for other people to die because of it. Mm. Music is my drug. Like, that's what I do. Mm. Like, I don't drink or do drugs that much anymore. Like, I I pretty much got clean, and because I found that nothing makes me feel the way music does, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, well, I could buy three bottles of Jaeger. Or I could buy more music gear and do more music stuff and pay for that. And so that's what I've been doing, mm-hmm. you know. And like, so t- to not be able to play or go out or jam or, you know, like with people and just have to do it at home and I can't go and do anything, like got me scratching my arms like a crackhead because I, I need to fucking do music, which is, mm-hmm. well, I was lucky enough to have all my gear at home with me, which is great. And, you know, super supportive, like partner and family and that, which is great. But I wouldn't put on a gig if I knew that other people would get sick. You know, like, yeah. that's the dumbest shit ever. And I said to him, like, how uncreative are you that the best way that you can think to share somebody who... Because he wasn't in a band. He just wanted to put on a show, mm-hmm. right? So it's not his band. He's just trying to promote other people's art, which is great. But if you can't think of a better way to do that than standing in a basement together, then that's not a very creative thing to be doing there, champ. Like... That that's why people are doing the live streaming things. That's why people are doing collaborative things right now. If you can't, if you're a band and you can't play right now, write something. Mm. You know, like or paint something, do something mm. new. Okay, so my job is like my full time job, Monday to Friday. Mm. I work at a warehouse and I sell paint. Yep. Right. You would not believe the fact, like, how many people have fucking bought paint All in the last sudden? three months. I've, we've been busy. Yeah, man. Like, I started this job back in February full-time again, and <laughs> nice I was so and stoked to get back. Yeah, and it started, like, and we're only leading into this, and, like, maybe about yep. two weeks into there, it started getting a bit like, oh, shit, everything's, like, starting to go yeah. crazy. And, like, I was wondering, like, fuck, am I going to be out of work already sort of thing? Yeah, it just yeah. it, We were just lucky that... um we happened to, like, our boss, like, big boss yeah, yeah. Down, down in Melbourne was like, I want to start stocking hand san- uh, like sanitizer yep. in in our like yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Our, um, in our shit. So I've got a permanent rehearsal room over at Red Star in Bowen Hills. Yeah, and that's what Tony was doing while they were shut. He was uh, he'd bought a bunch of hand sanitizer like bulk from like some 
somewhere else. Mm. You know, like he didn't go to the shops and get it. Like he got it ordered in. Yeah. Because he saw what was happening. He was yeah. like, there you go. This this was funny though, because he only started doing it in about mm, November, mm-hmm. I think it was. And I think that was either just before or just after it started. Uh, like started getting like crazy yeah. over in China. And we were all like, well, fuck. Either he knew something was happening or it was just attention. fucking bullshit luck. And like that classed us as essential workers because yeah, yeah. we stocked sanitizer. Yep. So we were able to work and we had to put in all these um, precautions and like social distancing at work and stuff like that. It's good though because it's only four of us. Yep. You know, so Easy like, enough to do. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fine for us. And then we've got courier drivers coming in and out. So we've like, stay in your car. We'll load you up. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have. You don't have to do anything. It's all us doing all the hard yakka. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they stay in their car and then we load it up. They go outside, tie it up and away they go. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you wouldn't believe how many people fucking w- just started buying paint. Yeah, we've got to do something. You exactly. know, like, I mean, like, uh, like my partner, we pulled her kid out of school about two weeks before they were like, no, you should get everybody. We're going to shut the schools. Because mm. we were like, how is, how is that social distancing and... And you know we can't have twenty people in a club. Like, yes. Either either we're social distancing or we're not. All together, guys, or not at all. Like you know. So New South uh, from wherever you're listening to this, I don't know what week it's going to be, <laughs> um, but this week um, in the week of May twenty, today's May twenty eighth uh, of May, right? So the start of this week, um, New South Wales opened their schools up again, right? Yep. Um, two days into it, they already had a positive test. Yep, and uh, they had two, uh, the, the two big clusters with uh, people working at Maccas. Yeah, so <laughs> the fuck, it does transmit yeah. to kids. Don't yeah. treat them as fucking yeah, yeah. expendable, right? But and especially the teachers and shit too. The, the re- so I love a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And we were talking about how, you know, they were not super, particularly in like America and that, Mm. They're not super quick to to um to quarantine it, I suppose, because the information that they were getting is that it was mostly killing old people, right? Mm-hmm. And in America, they're not paying taxes, yeah, because they're not working anymore. They're retired and shit, you know. So uh, they're a drain on the system. So why not let it go? <laughs> yeah, okay. And it's only killing poor people and. Old people. That demo, yeah. That those demographics are the ones that are the yeah. highest. Yeah, yep. which and you know, America are the fucking worst for that kind of shit. You know, okay, and you know, to the fact that like you know, there were some places that like like over in Europe and and the Middle East and stuff where they like, okay, we can't in good conscience keep the prisoners that we have where they are because mm. they can't distance. So we're gonna have to put them somewhere else <laughs> yeah you know there were places like um uh like over like over there sort of europe and, and that where i think maybe spain uh where they they were like okay so we are going to commandeer all of these hotels and anybody who was a doctor who is retired you're now no longer retired mm-hmm. and you guys are going to come and deal with people who we are quarantining in these hotel rooms Mm-hmm. And that's it. You guys don't have to go out the front. You, you're just testing them and making sure they're okay for two weeks at a time, and that's it done. You know, and and like they, there were places that were just like, okay, we're doing this. You know, taking it 
serious properly. Whereas, you know, here in America and, and that for, for whatever reason, you're just like, nah, it'll be all right. Yeah. No, I'll be it. It's, it's definitely turned into a she'll be right here now. <laughs> That's like, the Australian attitude for everything. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> like, oh, no, nah, it's not going to yeah. kill everyone. Well, okay. That mother, there's a motherfucker that's just died up in Blackwater, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So he'd already been isolating because he was unwell, but he didn't know that he'd had COVID, right? Yep. He hasn't been, like, there has not been a source of coronavirus up there. Right? So we got it. So literally before I came here, mm. um, it was somebody who travelled up there. Um, From the Ruby Princess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who, who had been there. on that, yeah. And they think it was that, uh, was it the nurse? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's the one. What? And But that's the thing, though. Like, the distance in between all that time. Yep. Like, it's been so long already. Yep. And he's passed away from it like yep that's fucking like trippy man like it's hectic man it's so hectic out there with that kind of stuff you know like the it's not so much that we need to i'm not like trying to make it sound like you need to freak out or you need to like they need to take it a little bit serious though but that's it you need to just (laughs) Just come with it at a little bit of common sense like and think about it like this motherfucker died and he was nowhere near any of this like and, yeah. it, and it got to him somehow. Yeah. It so could get was, to you if you don't take yeah. precautions. But not like. But even if like if it gets to me and I'm fine, mm. uh, I can give it to people who won't be fine. What if you're asymptomatic and you don't know exactly? And then you yeah. give it to your grand or yeah. like like my mum is immunocompromised from like cancer treatments and stuff. Like yeah, anyone that's had chemotherapy is, is can't already fucking go near them. You know, like, yeah. you know, and like so I'll be fine, but they won't. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like that's the thing that you need to pay attention to with that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, and uh, the the very very she'll be right attitude of Australia f- for that kind of stuff was baffling to me. Yeah, like just how, I, how? I was at the I was at the ATM up at uh, uh, just down the, just down the road from Garden City, mm. um, and so I'm just trying to get. I know the whole getting money, trying to use money less or whatever. Yep, I yep. needed to pay. I needed to pay some money with. I need to get some cash out. Yeah, I owe yeah. someone money, so you know, trying just trying to grab twenty bucks out. And there's a lady that's just walked up behind me, but I heard her from like fifteen meters away because she's just going, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I did. I looked up. at first just to make like just to see if her hands were like sort of coming down, you know, as if she'd come. And they weren't, so I'm like, okay, maybe she was like super quick. But then she, I just heard this big, yeah, and then yeah. massive sneeze again. And she's standing like she's queuing up behind me. At least there's a little bit of space, but she's not covering her mouth, not doing anything. Right, I was about to lose my shit at this woman Fair. and turn around and be like, can you fucking cover your mouth? Yeah, yeah. But then the other half was like just over there sort yep. of thing and he yep. was like looked like he was in a shit mood so I'm like <laughs> well yeah he's got to deal with that fuck yeah see I'm, really, I, I'm not dealing with that you yeah, know so we like we uh, stayed in the house for I think 12 weeks we've yeah been, we've been indoors just getting groceries delivered that's it like mm. don't go anywhere don't didn't leave the house mm. nothing pulled the kid out of school everybody's home for 12 weeks nobody's coming around nobody's doing shit and I remember them being like, yeah, you know, there's all the, like, you know, we can't have people at each other's houses and stuff. And that, and then there's, like, you could just hear house parties going on all yeah. around the neighborhood. And you're like, like I saw people were like, oh, it's fucking unfair. These people were having like a family barbecue and, and they end up getting fined like 14 grand. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yep. 
I don't know. Sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. Well, they're taking <laughs> it too serious. Like, well, you're going to get yeah. a virus there. How the fuck did that idiot... Yeah. Oh, not idiot, sorry. Yeah, yeah, how did that dude. guy from... Yeah, yeah, the poor guy from Blackwater. How the fuck did he die when he was already isolating? Yeah. You know? It's, exactly. it's that sort you of know? thing. Like, we, we've done really well to contain it here. You know? Well, so like, just before it kicked off here, like, I think like a week before... Um, we read a, a, a thing, like a, like an article by this scientist, and he was like, a couple things. Our margin for error here is either we're going to fucking nail it and then you're all going to bitch that we were panicking for nothing, mm-hmm. or we don't nail it and thousands of people die. Mm. Th- those are our two options. Yeah, and we're at number one. Yeah. And lo and behold. Yeah, and now you guys don't... And, and they were like, you know, if... If you guys do all of these things, like these were the precautions back in like, I think just at the start of February, he was like, you guys need to do the, like, isolate and do these things and everybody needs to stay home for fucking four weeks and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. And he's like, and we'll be able to knock this shit out of the park by like July mm-hmm. and everything will be fine. But it was if you do those things, which you're not. <laughs> like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's all go to fucking Bondi and hang out at the beach and oh, shit. Like, just... Just, like, just jaw dropping shit. Ever, shit. Like. Yeah, you just see sort of uh, some things that just pop up in your feed, and you're yeah, like, "But you know, fucking hell!" And like, I get it too. Like, everyone wants to play shows right now. I really badly yeah. want to start taking photography, uh, yeah. doing photography again, and doing it at shows. Just yeah. like another thing to add on to the podcast. You Definitely. Know? Like, and well, yeah, I really want to do that. Well, yeah, you could do promo for shows and, and then take photos of them and do yeah. the interview with them and, and tie it all in and shit. Like, exactly. That's fantastic. It's a good idea. The scene needs that. Yeah, you know, but I can't do that right no. now, obviously. So I'm, I'm still doing it the way that I'm doing it now, where yeah, it's which is stu- fine. Yeah, studio sessions, and like I'll either do a Skype if you can't come in, if yep. you're still distancing, whatever. I don't give a shit. If, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, like I'm not going to be like, oh, fine, fuck yeah, you, you then. Fucking can't get, what, like, well, yeah, well, yeah. I will try and get someone else. It's yeah. not a big deal. Or we it's can doable. Skype. You know, yeah. I've done it twice now. Yeah. I've got another episode that's going to come out shortly. That's a yeah. Skype, and I've done one with. Um, uh, Angela, Angie Stewart from yep. uh, New Zealand, uh, Third Eye Music. Yeah, so, yeah. And that one went really well too. Yeah. And just to get, even even if it's like that pause in between, because that's the sort of thing that gets me, because like, yep. you can kind of lose where you're at. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, A little bit of that, lag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sort of the flow. Which like, is fine, but I think people understand it, you know? Like exactly, the, like right. Nobody's going to be like, oh, I can't listen to this because there's a half a second lag. Yeah. Like, what? It's <laughs> it's something that I think about, but For like sure. you can't do anything about it. It's no. just if I want to release this content, I've got to do it. Yep. These are the things that you've just got to like it, it, with common sense come at. Like yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people use. I think they use the term common sense. Yeah, it's not wrong. as common as you'd like. Yeah, I know exactly right, but like, I don't even think they use it the right way half the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like just just think about it in a way like w- is, say if you're going onto a playground what are the chances of me in my physical state right now hurting myself yeah are they higher than they would be lower <laughs> then Probably. maybe give it a miss yeah. you know like or if just go easy don't jump on the fucking swings yeah. and like try and for, do a front like for flip. me um the common sense one uh was always like for for gigs and that where like um i always bring extra shit with me to shows mm-hmm. you know like if like we've like got extra uh, music extra gear, gear and shit, yeah, yeah yeah you know like i've got like a spare snare drum in the car in case you put the fucking skin through it doesn't mm-hmm. happen that often but it's good to have if it's there you know like or, or whatever you know and you, like i bring like extra like i've always got a spare bass guitar with me because as fast as i can change strings it's easy to just 
put that bass guitar down and grab a different one. Mm-hmm. You know, you just go. And, and like, I don't, I don't have to do it that often. Like, it's only if we're playing, like, six shows in a row and I'm going particularly hard, I might snap a string and then, oh, fuck, okay, cool, easy done. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like, <laughs> booking shows always made me laugh. Like, we had people come up and, I had like, we were putting the show, band are there, and the, the guitarist, singer of this band, he was like... <clears throat> Um, where's the, uh, you know, the sort of the thing? And I was like, your instrument cable? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know where your instrument cable is. Did, <laughs> like, did you bring one? <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't think that I did. I'm like, what did you think was happening? They don't run on magic. That to me just sounds like he didn't have one and he was playing it off like he brought yeah. it. and was yeah. like, oh, wait, wait, uh, oh, they don't get supplied? Oh, yeah. fuck, I didn't bring mine. I had, a, I had an international touring band come to the... Um, to the underdog one time and you know he called me that like the the manager called me uh on like the thursday and he's like hey man just checking like what the backline situation is for the room mm-hmm. and i was like cool standard kind of stuff we've got drum shells cymbal stands and that there's a stool here but you can bring your own if you want there's a bunch of cabs no heads because mm-hmm. you need to bring your own but they're, they're like there's 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 an ampeg eight by ten and there's these Marshall quads and that's what's going to be there mm-hmm. you need to bring your own heads and obviously snare cymbals sticks guitar all that cool no worries and he's like yep not a worry he get, gets there on the Saturday and they don't have any guitar heads or cymbals none of the shit that they yep. said and so obviously because I looked the way I do he didn't assume that it was me that he had spoken to on the phone and <laughs> and he was like oh he's like where's the, the guitar heads and i was like there aren't any why would there be yeah and he's like well i spoke to somebody on the like during the week and they said they'd be here and i was like you spoke to me and no i didn't yeah and he was like, oh, like well, what are we gonna do and i was like i don't know you're this- you're the tour manager man you booked the room from me mm-hmm. it's there with everything that i said would be which is also in the email that i sent you mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> he was like well, fucking like, well how are we gonna play i'm like I don't know. Well, you got to work I'm, it out now. I'm not your tour manager. That's yeah. your problem, man. I'm the venue yeah, guy. Yeah, I run the show. And all of the things that are, my sound guy's here. <laughs> he might give you some suggestions. Everything else is here. <laughs> I don't know what you thought. And then then they like, oh, yeah, like we they called around to like some of their mates or whatever. And cool. They can bring heads down and stuff. Awesome. So the dudes, they get some of the mates that they know bring guitar heads down without any jug plugs or speaker cables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow The shit doesn't run on magic idiots Like what are you <laughs> thinking Like what are you doing Yeah I, I Aren't think you guys touring How yeah, are you functioning I think a lot of Like in those situations I reckon they just like, Kind of get embarrassed To say they either forgot Or they don't yeah. have it Or I something mean, like, And they're like I, I could guarantee you That the band had no idea mm. That that was supposed to happen Because if he'd have said to me Hey man We need these things On Thursday Sure You would have I tried will, organizing I will try and source yeah. that For you if you need it you know, whether it's hiring it or calling in favours or just going to my rehearsal space and getting my stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I can do that. But if you're going to be a dick about it, I don't know what you're going to do, man. Like, yeah. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, just that kind of shit. Did it end up going ahead? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we ended up sorting it out and that because uh, it was actually one of the bands came over and they were like, hey, man, like, dude, what, like what are we going to do? Like, he's freaking out and that. And I was like, Give me a minute. <laughs> I'll go and fucking get it. <laughs> like, he didn't ask me to get anything. He just was a dick about it. Um, and I'm happy to help you. 
But if you're going to be a dick about it, I'll definitely make things way more difficult than they need to be if you're going to be like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, like that kind of stuff always made me laugh. Like the, the like just the um, the way musicians are, like that you put no thought into the. Thing. The thing that you're doing. They've put so much thought and effort into the music they've made and shit. They love have, it. Like the Love getting it. to to play the part. Yeah. So just the, becomes <laughs> null and void. They're like, wait, how do I do that shit again? Yeah. Like I like I don't know if you know the band Junkyard Diamonds. No, I don't. Um fantastic dudes. Lovely band. Uh like one of their tracks got on like neighbors one time. And that, oh, like really? that kind of stuff. You know, like yeah. And we used to play with them a lot. And a bunch of other promoters would be like how did you get them to play? Like, they weren't massive or anything, yeah. but they were just notoriously hard to book. And they were like, how, how did you get them to play? And I was like, they're stoners. Mm. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I just told them that we'd already spoke about it. I would just put them on a lineup and be, and then put... Because, you know, if you do it properly, a minimum of six weeks mm-hmm. is, is how you should promote a show. Six weeks out is enough time to get a little bit of interest going and you're like, hey, and it's not too soon that you've already got shit booked and mm-hmm. so we got six weeks and so i would put the facebook event page and posters and stuff up and they would be on the lineup and one of them would message me and be like oh are we on that lineup yeah man don't you remember we were speaking about it you're smoking cones and they'd be like yeah <laughs> and then they would and then they would show up and play <laughs> oh yeah no that's true that that just because I mean, and because other people would be like man they never get back to you i was like yeah no i just put them on lineups just so did they did they did you tell them that I've like, told them that since yeah and they're like yeah <laughs> fair enough that's a probably a good way to get us to do stuff like, <laughs> not a typical starter like not even mad about no, it like, they were just like <laughs> you know how to get us on shows you fucking got us yeah <laughs> shit but we uh, played some excellent shows with them and they, like, that's what it was that kind of you just got to think around shit like that you know sometimes it pays like you're already a creative like just why is it, you know was it, just uh, be a little bit more <laughs> the Wayne's World thing book them and they'll come yeah <laughs> if you book them they will yeah, come yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys are already on the lineup remember and they're like okay yeah i guess yeah. we are <laughs> let's do it cool all right yeah, then yeah. shit i thought i didn't realize yeah yeah i oh. love that shit i love i love being able to do that with bands and stuff like i love that like um uh, me and hoops when we were doing the riff patrol we would do rumble rock mm-hmm. and, and the wrestling and the, the bands and stuff oh, and cool, yeah. there was a, a, a one of the years we got regurgitated to play Fuck yeah! And like they were like, like Triple Z were like, who like like who do you want to play? And I was like, Gurge. And like, yeah, who? How are we gonna do that? And I was like, well, we'll ask them. And they were like, we well, can't, can't just like ask them. And I'm like, why, why not? not? Yeah, why not? Because yeah. all they can do is say no, and I'm in no worse off position. Yeah. <laughs> if they say no, we're not gonna play. Okay, cool. That doesn't doesn't stop the show going ahead. Yeah. But if but what if they say yes, which they did. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. And you got Regurgitator. Yeah. You know? And they were awesome about it. Like, because, you know, they've got their full setup, like, with all their synths and all their, their things. Yeah. And, like, they sent us through their, um, their, like, tech writer. And then immediately, like, so, like, five minutes later, I got a phone call from Ben Eli being like, um, this is like a, like a punk show, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, so we don't need any of that. That's just our yeah. standard one that goes out. Right. Like, we, we don't need any of that. We'll, we're going to come and do a, a punk show for you. Yeah, and like fuck yeah, oh that's so you know, and and so we just got them there, the bass and the guitar and the drums, and yeah, they were like, like, yeah, it's like a fundraiser and shit, the punk show, and these are the bands that are playing, well, you like Spitfire Liar and that, oh good, you know, and yeah, yeah, and okay, sick, let's do that, 
Yeah. You know, and I, I love that they were so chill about it as well. Like, they were really good because, uh, like, you know, they have their own sound guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they pretty much told him that he was coming. It's a charity yeah. show. It's a fundraiser. They're not getting paid. Yeah. We just paid for their flights up. And, that, okay, and, they, yeah. they, and we were like, do you sure guys don't want, like, some cash and stuff? And they're like, it's a fundraiser, man. Like, no. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, fuck. You know, local bands are dicks about that kind of stuff. And Gerge <laughs> were just like, no, nah, man, it's a fundraiser. Like, we said we'll play yeah. if you pay for our flights up there. And we are like, okay, like, do we need to get you, like, a hotel or something? And he was like, no, nah, man, Juan's mum still lives in Brisbane. We'll just <laughs> stay at her place. And that's like, so that's, cool. That's yeah. the most rock star shit ever. They were just like, no, no, no. We're happy to go and sleep on his mum's floor. You know, yeah. like... Gurge, we were like, are you it's sure? a very punk like thing we're to like, do. Are you as sure well? you don't want like a hotel or something? Like, do you need do, like do you guys need some rider food? And he was like, some water, <laughs> some bottled water. And we're like, all right, just something to keep us going, yeah, keep we us like, alive. Because we were like, fuck, okay, shit, you guys are the chillest dudes ever. Yeah, and and then like I think it was like a month or two later, they did two sold out nights back to back at the Hi Fi. Oh right, wow. you know, like, and we were like, fuck, man, you guys could have just said no because you were doing your own thing like, could have I mean, made some money well that's sold out anyway so i don't think that they mind but like i was yeah. surprised that they weren't actually nah we, we want to have like a three-month gap before we come and do two nights in a row mm-hmm. you know but yeah they were just super chill super awesome guys really really nice guys to like chat to and hang out with and that and when we were talking to benny like he was like we kind of wanted to play last year's one <laughs> and, I, and I was like, why didn't you just ask? Yeah. And they were like, well, you know, like nobody asked us and stuff. And I was like, so you guys are in Regurgitator? And I can't think of a single lineup that wouldn't benefit from you guys being on it. Yeah. You know, like there's no lineup where you're like, nah, we don't need it. Like we're, ticket sales would be fine without them. Yeah. <laughs> like in, no, Br- in Brisbane, like Gurdj are going to sell. Always. Yeah, they, they will. You know, I they played the last time they did their run of shows through here like yeah they both sold out they had was it was it no it was was it the heart no not hard ons um, yeah, i think that was a different one um, yeah no that was the one before hard ons yeah. again yeah uh, another Black one and as Rayana well are lovely dudes yeah like we had them play an australia day show for us and again we were like like what do you guys need and they were like flights and just we to like, get out like do you want like some food and and blackie was like well i'm vegetarian so um Nah, man, I'll just get something nearby. He's like, I'll go to Five Dogs or something. And we're like, Yeah. Okay. Like, are you sure you don't want some shit? And they're like, Nah, <laughs> we will do something for you. <laughs> Actually, the one of the ones that made me laugh was when we booked Blood Duster, mm. and they're like, Yep, cool, we'll play. And I think it, I think it was like two grand to get them up. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and and when I was like, I want to put Blood Duster on. They hadn't played in five years, and everybody was telling me that they were broken up and they don't play shows anymore. And I was like. Nah, fuck it. And just messaged them through Facebook, and I'm like, "Hey, you kind of want to come play?" Um, I missed that show as yeah, well. I know that. Yeah. I remember that one. Do you want to come uh, play Halloween? Yeah, that that was. Uh, it was the Jason yeah. flyer with like Malachi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, decapitated mom. Yep. Yep. Uh, blood. It was blood, blood duster, duster. Wartooth. Yep. Um, all six so, fucking bands. Too. So decapitated mum, uh, mate of mine. Yeah, yeah, they're mates of mine too. They're like, fucking. I love them and. When I've had I've had the, most of those guys on too. Yeah, the only oh, one awesome. I haven't had on is Daffy yet. Oh, so. yeah, well, Daffy is um, notoriously hard to make go yeah. anyway. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to tell him there's some weed here or whiskey. He'll show up. <laughs> just yeah. let him know. Don't even tell him that you're recording anything. Hey, yeah. man, just gonna come drink some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Daffy will be here. I'll just put a, Actually, put a box out with any, a little mug yeah. underneath it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And any of the two half-dated mums will be for that. Yeah. So when they were going to play, like, so we got the Blood Duster show and 
they messaged me about it about the the the, the show being on. They're like, can, like, is there any like way that we can play? And I was like, well, yeah, I those guys love Bluster. Yeah, Blaster, yeah. Well, they yeah. do drink fight fuck. And I was like, <laughs> you guys can play if you play it. Yeah. If you cover Blood Duster on a Blood Duster lineup, yeah. you can play. And they were like, oh man, we can't do that. They'll fu-. And I was like, nah, dude, they will think it's funny. Yeah. They're the best. They will they will think it's fucking hilarious. That's so and, funny. And they did and and yeah, and Blood Duster do think it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, Drink Fight Fuck is such a good it's, song. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the Blood Duster song everyone knows, you know. Exactly. And, uh, but uh, the thing for me with booking them, we're like keen to play and they're like yeah cool it'll be like two grand like you know for flights and shit like, mm-hmm. cool and like do you want anything he's like I don't know whiskey like, done mm-hmm. we can sort that out easy done send me your bank details I'll send you the cash mm-hmm. so you can buy flights and this was like so that was the the Halloween show and I think I booked them in like June yeah right and it was like send me the bank details I'll give you that so you get tickets and obviously then the tickets are going to be cheaper and you get to keep more of the money then obviously and they didn't book their flights till like week of oh because <laughs> i just kept messing like, you guys yeah. are coming they're like yeah, yeah and i was like well give me your bank details and he's like yeah man i'll send them to you in a minute never did it <laughs> just weeks after weeks after weeks and then finally like I was like okay and they're like yeah yeah cool and when i spoke to them they're like yeah i think we made like five bucks <laughs> it's like if you'd done it sooner, yeah, dude, that like, must be pretty stressful as a promoter. Oh well, yeah, like, I was like, yeah, yeah. The venue were freaking. And I was like, no, no, they'll be here. Yeah, they'll be here, and they then they were, you know, and they were awesome, and it was great. Same with the hard ons, people like, like the like management were kind of like, oh, I don't know if it'll sell like hard ons for for Australia. And I'm like, well, it's Brisbane; they don't buy tickets. Yeah, they just rock uh, up. They'll just show up, and then they did, and it was fucking awesome. And we made tons of money for the venue, and they were super happy. And the hard ones got paid, and everyone got, and like all the bands got paid, and and that kind of shit. Like, I still don't understand what Brisbane's like that though. Uh, lazy. Baffles me. Lazy, yeah. lazy, lazy. Yeah. Um, they'll bitch, you know, they, they, they bitch and bitch and bitch. The oh, fucking COVID, we can't go out and see bands. You didn't fucking go out and see bands before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, like, know, you, you you bitched and moaned about wanting to go out and see them because the the tickets were too much. They were more than ten bucks or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it was a, I saw one that was like um uh, like a, a social distancing meme, and it was a stay at home like your mates band are playing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or like and the pending invite that you get yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, from yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Come yeah. see my show. Oh yeah, yeah. interested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god I need to go stretch my legs man Do it um, So I think what we're going to do Is we're going to jam One of Wise Man Say's songs Oh yes and it's fucking long too Is so, it Which one's this one? How long's this one? Uh, I think it was 25 minutes So <laughs> this is Sonically tuned gem elixir Oh yeah, th- yeah okay, But so it had a really cool intro When I heard yeah, it yeah, start yeah. So I'm like I gotta so play it So this is Um this is one of the times where me and Jesse and Michael went to Red Star and we got into a serious thing. <laughs> so it's just like live, one take in the room, one mic, yeah, just done. And that's, that, like, that's insane. We just got into it, yeah, just got into it that day and we were like, that sounds awesome. And like Jesse chucked some compression on it and then we put it up, Yeah, you know, like like that night. So, this, so one one day recording, one take, one no, no. There was like we went into it with no um, no riffs in mind either. Yeah, like that. You know, it was just an all, entirely organic thing. And right. I and I like I love doing that. We're actually doing that again Tuesday coming. Um, we're going in for a whole day. Yeah, because like we've you know the album's finished and 
we uh, we've we've also written the second album and we're waiting to go and record that like properly. But we're going to go in on Tuesday and be there from like lunchtime and just bash out some stuff. We, actually, yeah. I was talking to Jules from Long Hours and and Duck Eye, and he is keen to do a split. So we're just going to do five tracks on on Tuesday. We haven't got anything written. Yeah. We're just going to go and do it, and then that's it done. Fucking hey, yeah. I've always just. That's always baffled me too. Is like some not. I mean, I play guitar and stuff like that as well. But um, just just how easy some people can just fucking record. Yeah, yeah. And, and release shit. It's, I've I, never understood your mindset. I you know? will see. For me, uh, particularly with wise men say, there's not like there's no wrong thing to do. Mm, like there's okay. no like like there are some tracks that we've done which are weird little funky jams with drum machines in the room. There are some songs where. You know, um, it's all clean guitars mm-hmm. and stuff. And the, the, there was one on one of the, the live ones that we did, uh, Dylan, who runs Red Star, like he, he's the, the booking guy there. Yeah. He was hanging about and he was wine drunk and he came in and ad-libbed a bunch of vocals. Dude, wine he just drunk walked, is the worst. But he, just, but he just walked into the room while we were playing and recording and grabbed a mic and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Like, yeah. You know, like mouthing to us because we were playing and we're like, Fuck yeah, man! Like, click it on, go, man. Do you think? <laughs> Do the thing, and, and it sounded awesome because he's got a great voice. Yeah, and he just ad libbed a bunch of weird, like abstract lyrics. Yeah, and uh, and just the way it was in the mix in the room, like we could hear him, and it and it's picked up enough on the the, the recorder that it sounds great. Just one just, of them little Zoom things. Yeah, you know, uh, like when we come back uh, after this, um, it's uh, the way for me that social media and technology has entirely changed the music industry for the better. Mm. We, I love that. Like, I, I want to talk about that for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, we will. Because, yeah, it's a lot of people are like, oh, it's ruined the record industry. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You don't need a record label anymore. I don't think you've needed one for a while. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but now you don't, you don't need one. No. Because nobody's buying physical media for the most part unless it's a collector's item mm. that's why a lot of the black metal bands are putting it out on cassette or you know oh, the, the stoner yeah. bands are putting it out on on vinyl Dude. because that's a thing that's a thing to take that's merchandise it's not just a cd it's not wrong man because i've just started my own fucking cassette collection yeah you know like um team glasses adam MacArthur, yep. vestiges he does his uh, best wishes records last ride yeah they've got a whole bunch of cassettes and like every yep. time every week i get paid i usually get a couple yeah and you know? it's, and it's a it's because it's a collector's item it's not you're not just getting a CD. yeah they're limited to a certain and, amount and for the most of uh, most part uh People don't listen to actual CDs. Like you'll like you'll get the CD and you'll put it in your computer and immediately put it on like your iPod or your mm. or whatever. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you're, not, you're not. It's not like you know, twenty years ago when you're in the car with one of them big fuck off three hundred CD wallet things. <laughs> you, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? And the, yeah. it's the passengers job to fucking find music for the tr- like for the trip i used to have i used to use the playstation cd case that's yeah. the one i had yeah the, yep, the, the big slips. spool yeah, yeah. exactly oh, man, you know but it's not like that anymore no and so like i don't think that there's need for cds as a uh, release for your album like for yeah. for most bands like pop music sure if you want, yeah, if, I, I like the physical copy if aspect you, to be there. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but that's, but that's yeah. why tape or vinyl. Yeah. Now, whereas as a CD, like you're only going to put it on CD if you're going to give it to JB Hi-Fi. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Because to me, like, like the, actually, the way that we're going to release the Wise Man album is on vinyl and on cassette, mm-hmm. and it will come with the download code. 
Yeah, so, so you you've got to buy the physical copy before you, if yeah, you want to so actually... then you'll be able to put it on your, your thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, that, and same with, like, if you buy a shirt, download code. You know, because yep. like, the, the actual, like, CD thing doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, like, uh, for, for it to be up online doesn't cost us any money. So, like, t- to me, like, I'm, I'm big on um, free music, to me, like, for me anyway, or, or very cheaply made music, mm-hmm. um, because... Uh, like I think that it, it should just be enjoyed for what it is. Like uh, like I've never been a fan of taking money for mm-hmm. musical output. You know that's why like I mean like Whiskey and Speed like the last album we did, I think we got like a thousand CDs and I don't think that we charged for any of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. we just handed them out. Yeah, that's shit. a good we, way for one for people to get your music you know, in I mean, the first like, place. Yeah, but we would have like a a table at the merch desk and shit it and say $10 and people like CD and we're like yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> looks good for you as well because you're just you're like just, oh let's oh, give it away free shit yeah, like how cool are they just have one man like if you enjoyed it then yeah. enjoy it like, exactly I, like, you I don't can go want, and enjoy it for good I don't now. want you to pay me because f- you're enjoying it that's bullshit you should just enjoy it yeah you know if you want to buy a shirt awesome if you want to buy other stuff rad like we would do all kinds of different like wacky merch and stuff mm-hmm. same with palliative care we did like doilies because we're old ladies and that's funny <laughs> all, but, you know all that kind of shit and, yeah and here's stickers and, and that kind of stuff but yeah it was always like here just go and download it it's, it's there and uh-huh. then come to a show and buy us a drink or something if, if you're that if you're that um stoked on it yeah you know, like if you're that stoked on it fuck yeah there yeah. are yeah there are other ways obviously to yeah, a- yeah. appreciate for, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. show for, your support yeah for sure exactly right and um yeah, like uh, that's why I was always a big fan of um, Bandcamp with mm-hmm. their pay what you want. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think it's worth? Mm. Jesus, yeah. Then you get smart asses yeah, being yeah. like, but, shit. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like I've had people buy Wise Men Say stuff for like a dollar, but I've also had people buy Wise Men Say stuff for a hundred dollars mm. because they because like, for them that's that was what exactly was. what they wanted. Yeah, you know. And, and that's fair enough too. And that's yeah. awesome. You know, like I know like that, that's not for everybody. Obviously, I I fully support like artists getting paid 100% like you know like that's why I understand why other people do it but for me it was never about that like I like uh, if we break even on this album awesome if we don't I'm not really fussed if we made money on it it just goes straight back into what we were doing it's like you know what I mean you're essentially self-funding yeah like yeah yeah, to keep on doing what you're doing yeah. yeah like it would be weird to me if that was what I did for a living, yeah, like I wouldn't understand it. My my, my, brain, my brain would break. Like, yeah, like what do you mean you're going to work to give me money to fuck around? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it know? just messes with your head. Yeah, yeah, like, like, that's like, not like, how I've been in. Like it's yeah, been yeah, subconsciously like, done to me. It. Yeah, I appreciate it massively when when you have that kind of support and stuff, and it's crazy. Like when you make money doing it. But that's not my driving force. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to make money as a musician, I would be in a cover band. Oh, fuck yeah. Because yeah. they make money hand over fist. Mm. Like 100%. You yeah, know, and play, I, you're and like Lara God knows how many yeah, nights a week if for you sure. wanted to. I mean, like they get paid like three or four grand a night. Mm. I mean, it's lots of work. You know, they have to rehearse and, and get really tight and do the thing very well. Yeah. Like it's not an easy job, but that's how you make money. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't make money writing... Uh, your own stuff yeah like it, you can be a session musician I've done that a bunch of times and got paid for it you know played bass on a, a bunch of things and and or hype manned on some stuff and <laughs> you know you get paid for that and, and that's fine yeah. but like that's just uh, like that's because they want that specific thing that you do mm-hmm. you know whereas yeah like the, particularly with wise men say uh, I'm big on trying to get everybody just to enjoy it you know, okay. like come to a show and enjoy it 
because um, it's not for everyone. It's mostly because it makes me laugh, and and I love doing it. You know, like I love the fact that like if the boys are unavailable for whatever reason, I'm still going to show up and do a noise show. Yeah, you know, like uh, I went down to to Melbourne and did a bunch like just by myself like I just I'm gonna throw a bunch of effects pedals in a case and see what you can do yeah and figure it out like I got to this show with with Jules and Long Hours and a band called Huff from Japan they were here touring awesome awesome band and um got all my pedals out on this like case and the dude was like oh what are you gonna do and I was like I don't know let's let's wait and see I hadn't planned that far ahead (laughs) I know Uh, what they all do and I know how to make sounds with them but i haven't planned a set i'm just gonna play i've got half an hour and i'm gonna do some rad shit with it you know i don't know if i'm like like did i bring a drum machine with me uh, yes no uh did i bring these things with me is it just pedals am i gonna you know climb on shit and and like make a bunch of crazy noise am i gonna do weird ambient stuff am i gonna do you know some kind of trip hop thing i don't know (laughs) i haven't planned yeah, I'm we're just going to see what yet. happens. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to press a thing and it'll make me go, ha, and I'll work from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, leading so into the segue. That's what this is. That's, yeah, that's 100% that. You're not wrong about going off into tangents. Like, yes, yeah, sorry. Shit, my yeah. brain. No, no. It's <laughs> like, I've just, I just saw the time there before. And I'm like, holy fuck. We haven't even had like one break yet. Like, <laughs> um, so we'll see how this goes for the rest of it. Play on the track. Yeah. We will uh, see you in about 20 or so minutes. 20-ish minutes. <laughs> but no, this is, uh, as you heard before, this is probably a good example as to uh, the kind of shit that um, Luggy's been describing as well. And yeah. How, and how the shit comes out. So... Uh, sonically tuned gem elixir. <laughs> Fucking love that name. I know, right? Yeah, it's so good. All right, let's give this a whirl and we'll be back with you. Sick. Just do drugs in the background. <laughs>
fucking what a trip <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go that's um that's what happens when you get three dudes in a room who didn't plan anything and you just get into a serious groove <laughs> yeah i i just i just think the usually for me it's it's how a song starts mm. it's all it's always been how a song starts for me i well, guess you gotta, like gotta catch them yeah and them whatever style that it's in you know like so for that song in particular uh, that really spooky evilly yeah. sound at the start uh, somebody said to me uh one, like it was like a comment thing on on that track and still was like i like war of the worlds too <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah 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 i hadn't thought about that but yeah me too i love that sound it's yeah exactly like that sort of just not the usual sound that you hear yeah as well and yeah, it's yeah. there's there's always you can like kind of imagine scenarios that can go with it as well yeah. your mind can wander yeah, with exactly it exactly right it, and, and even moody. more if you're fucking off yeah, your chops yeah, too so. shit, it's, it's definitely gonna hit you somewhere uh i like particularly with that like this kind of stuff with wise man and that um it uh like i get it like because i've got a very silly amount of um pedals and i was gonna ask you about that too how much is that worth you so reckon so much money yeah like how many do you have like i don't know like 50 fuck <laughs> and then that's just the effects pedals that i'm running and then there's like uh i don't know a bunch of different synths and drum machines and samplers and keyboards it's quite funny because i told i told my workmate today that i was um i was getting you on yeah, yeah. and i was like yeah i'm pretty sure off the top of my head that he's got something like a hundred pedals it's or something. Yeah, shit. It's, so my goal, hilariously enough, is I don't know if you saw on YouTube um, earlier, like earlier in the year, maybe end of last year, start of this year. Uh, there's a, a dude who does like a pedal uh, channel thing on YouTube, and he set the Guinness World Record mm. for most pedals in a chain performing a song, doing a thing, right? And there was a bunch of different like parameters and that that he had to have for it. And I think that his claim to the Guinness World Record is bullshit mm. because he got those pedals donated. Oh, really? Companies gave him those pedals. And then he gave them away and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. But he doesn't own any of those pedals. He he got boards built for him. And then he did the thing where... And like one of the parameters is that you play uh, like a, a performance or a song, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with them. Like, and you have to use all of them in the song and he kind of basically just like turned them on and off and that, and I don't think that it counts that does seem like it's kind of cheating yeah so my life goal now is to take his Guinness take, World Record so from him you want that I as get, a legit record so, yeah, I want to get 550 pedals which I own and then I'm going to do a show with them wait so you own 550 no no, no or? I'm going to oh you're going to own I'm going okay. to own 500 and they have to be um, they can't be boutique pedals they have to be something that anybody can get so that anybody can attempt the record just so, from any music store yeah, that yeah, sells yeah, pedals yeah, yeah. so yeah. like I can't like uh, Jules from, from uh, Long Hours he makes pedals as well so I couldn't use his Hurt Circuit in that mix because he's not a mass production pedal company but I can use Earthquaker or Boss or you know any of the you know, Ibanez pedals or, or whatever the fuck you know yeah so and I will and and you know any because there's hundreds of pedal companies and they all got stuff that I like and I will do it and that's my that's my life goal just because fuck him he didn't do it properly <laughs> <laughs> pedal pedal boards and just man pedals in general have always fascinated me because 
me as a as playing guitar and shit like that, I've always just had like a little fucking amp next to me sort of yep. thing, and I played that way. I've looked into pe- like when people have like pedal boards and shit. Always fascinated by it because to me it makes me go, well, it's fuck magic. Their, their brain works in a way that makes them want to. They know when to do this and do that, yep. and it's it's clever. Like there's nothing against it. Well, so for me, uh, the way that the way that it happens. So like I've been playing bass for I don't know, like 25 years. Yeah, forever. I've been playing bass forever, and uh, so you know most stringed instruments, the skills are transferable. You know, like so it's it's roughly the same thing to play a guitar or a sitar or, or whatever. You're just gonna figure it out yeah if the skills are transferable same same as drums that's uh, percussion is the skills are transferable and that kind of stuff and so uh when i started doing wise men's day i was like you know what synths and stuff basically run on magic i don't know how mm. they work i don't know why it does that like i understand the the ones and zeros of the uh, of the voltage and stuff i get it i understand that that's what it does mm. but it's magic it's like why does that work why does like because I understand the tension in a string is why it makes that sound. Mm-hmm. Why does the electricity make that sound? Yeah, why, why is, is it a frequency? Allowed? How does it do that? Yeah. It's like you know Wi-Fi. I understand the fundamentals of it. It's magic. Yeah, it shouldn't be. I shouldn't be able to type some things into this little box and somebody in a different part of the world can read it immediately. Yeah, that's insanity. That's it's magic. I don't care what anyone says. It, like this technology is no. No, no. That's surreal I'm, fucking... Yeah, I'm not having it. it. It's fucking technomancy. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not having a bar of it. The, the thing you're doing is magic. And when, yeah. Oh, fuck. When you, when you think about... Like, when you when you think into shit. Yeah. Like, actually think into it. Like, how does Wi-Fi work and stuff like that? It, it You just fucking... Yeah. I Where do you know, start thinking? So, like, yeah, how does I just it work? know that it does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you get a, a whiz kid walk by and he'll fucking explain yeah, it to I'm you. Sure whatever. That, like, you know, like one of my mates, he's like he's uh, a super nerd for that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's what he does. Like he's mm. a, a security technician in IT and that, so he knows all of that kind of stuff. And he like he used to work for Telstra doing uh, things, and he, he doesn't he didn't like them and the way that they did things, and so he does his own stuff now and, and does all of that. And like he can explain it to me at a like at a fundamental level. I was like you know explain it to me like I'm an idiot man like, mm. I, like I don't know and like and he would be like well you know it's the sound waves and it's this thing and I'm like, and I'm like yeah but why does it do that mm. you know because you know microchips and things they're like they're made out of sand that's put in a particular way <laughs> yeah what that makes no sense that's, no you can't just be, <laughs> no why why does this bit of sand hold information yeah it's, I'm not, it, it, it's sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> Straight it, up. That's it. Yeah. When and you, so yeah. synths were the same for me. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know how that works. I'm going to buy one and touch it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so do you still know how they work? No. no. <laughs> but you, I know how to make f- it do what I want it to. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that I would be able to explain that to anybody. Yeah. You know, like, I, I like... Uh, like I'll post photos or videos or whatever on on Instagram and Facebook or whatever uh, of me doing something, and I've had people be like, "That's not how you run that." Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, well, that's not how. You, oh, yeah, look, that's not how you run it. The purest. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to get the sound that you're thinking of. Yeah, I'm trying to get a sound that I've not heard before. I know how this shit's supposed to look yeah, or how like, it normally so, like, does so, look. Yeah, like so many like like pedal because a bunch of people have said to me why didn't you just do like modular synth stuff? It would be way easier. I was like, well, I got like 50 pedals now. I'm in too deep. 
Yeah. I'm not starting again. <laughs> You've already got that many. Why, why yeah. stop now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not starting again, man. Like, I, and I'm. This is the the thing that I'm sold on. Like, it's it makes me laugh to have to to rock up to a show and people are like, "Why have you got two meters of pedals?" <laughs> the only person before you that I that I'd seen that had a massive pedal ball was uh, Matt from walking yep um when yeah, i but his makes sense yeah his yeah. does what it's supposed to do yeah uh <laughs> when i saw them first it was down in carbrook for yep. one of those fucking cable ski yeah, shows yeah, yeah. yeah and it was just a two band just the two of them and um he had it working as if there was a bass player yeah well, like so he, he had he's got the um the guitar set up that way as well so it's got extra pickups and an extra output so that he's got a bass pickup for that. Yeah. You know, he's in the, all that shit's custom made for exactly that because he couldn't find a bass player. Yeah. And, so, and like, so his shit makes sense. Like, his one, okay, cool. So that's going to this amp, and that's the bass player amp, and that's the guitar amp. Yeah. And these are the effects that he's got for his guitar. He's got distortion and a, probably a delay and a reverb. And, and then over here, he's got the things for the bass. And mm-hmm. probably, I think he was running like an octave pedal because he's doing the bass lines with his guitar. So that stuff makes sense. Like, for me, I love finding pedals that have any kind of like glitch or randomizer circuit and okay. then and then making it run into itself. <laughs> and what does that do? So it's uh, there's a thing co- like called generative music, right? Yeah. Uh, like Brian Eno is a big thing for it and all that kind of thing and and it's basically uh you create um uh like a workstation for the way th- the way it's going to run right mm-hmm. so like so for me uh, like i call my my board the big ugly because it's just a bit of mdf and glitter because <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> and it's got glitter on it which gets fucking everywhere which no is doubt hilarious. like it's, fucking it's, worse it's like glitter. it's glitter glue but yeah shit comes up and people are like fuck you're at the van you can't it's, it's <laughs> glitter on the stage you know and uh and you know so all the pedals are on there and i can go somewhere without a guitar and make it do stuff mm-hmm you know, because I can run uh, delays into into themselves so that they'll self-oscillate. And then, so the generative music thing is that essentially you would set it up and you could walk away and it will continue to play and evolve. Wow, okay. Because you set it so that the parameters of the thing that it's doing is going to affect different things that will affect it back in the same circle. So, as an ex- so for example, if you could help us with that, yep. how, how would it grow? Like how so, would the sound grow? Does do you mean by like actually like the notes changing or yep, just getting yep. louder? So or? yeah, yeah. So like all of that, because yeah. you could you can uh, like affect any parameter, speed, uh, sound, pitch, everything. So like so for example, like I would have, uh, I've got the the Mua Ocean Machine, which is a delay pedal yeah. essentially. It's it's got it's a pedal that's got two delays and a reverb in it, and it's got stereo in and stereo out. Mm-hmm. And so if I just run one of the outs back into the input mm-hmm. that's then that's going to affect the sound that's going into it on its own and then i would run another out into i don't know a different delay or a pitch shifter or all of those things you know like, or, or like any kind of thing that's going to change or or uh, uh, change the velocity or pitch or anything anything with the, the sound and pretty much run it in a loop and so that's going to change by the time it gets back to the delay again mm-hmm. and then that'll change when it goes back out but it's also playing into itself which is randomizing that aspect of it and so do you 
work this shit out by trial and error? Like, are there instruction manuals to fucking do that shit? Or? Maybe I've never read any. <laughs> right, so you're one of the guys that will throw the instruction manual away. So, so me and my partner, we got an air fryer the other day. <laughs> like, we got an air fryer. I'm like, fuck it, let's do that. So I got it, and she's like, uh, you know, I was like plugging it in and putting stuff together in it, and she's like, uh, do you want to read the instruction manual? I was like, I've never read an instruction <laughs> manual. I don't even know where it is now. Like, it was probably it's probably still in the box that we had. <laughs> you already chucked I, the box I'm, out. Yeah, the box is outside, and and she went and she got the the instruction manual and made herself laugh because on the the thing in 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 its instructions it's got if it's not working it's because it's not plugged in (laughs) and i was like see i don't need to read that you could have said that that. without an instruction manual i already know that i don't need to read it (laughs) (laughs) point proven yeah yeah you know and it makes me laugh but like with the pedals uh one of the things that i do nearly every time i get one or any kind of sound making thing i will max it out Every dial to 12, 100%. Like mm-hmm. every day, and then work backwards from there. Okay. Because what's it going to sound like with everything maxed out? And then what kind of things do I take away to get a sound that I wanted? Because sometimes having it all on, on 10 is the sound that I wanted. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a sound that I hadn't heard before. Or, you know, like, I, I, I bought a, um, uh, electro, uh Electro Harmonics Flanger Hoax. So it's a flanger pedal. But that's not what I use it for. I don't think I've ever made it flange, <laughs> you know, because for whatever reason, the way that they made them back in the 90s, uh, all of your parameter knobs can go past where it should stop. So it can go past max. Yeah. And then it will just feed back into itself and make awesome noises. And I love that. And I, like Jules from, from Long Hours, he's like, hey, man, I found this thing. Yeah. Like, you know, so, so a lot of uh, conversations with musicians who are trying, who are like, "Hey, you would love this thing," usually starts with, "You like something that's fucked." <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. What not, have you found? You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like fuck stuff. I'm like, I do. What? Did, like, what thing have you got? Yeah. And they'll be like, "I've made this thing. Can you use it?" I'm sure I can. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll find. <laughs> I'll find somewhere for it. <laughs> I'll find a way, yeah. Yeah, I'll find a thing for it, you know. And and I love that uh, that I haven't had any... Like, I've, I don't know how to read music. No, I don't you know, either, yeah. I play by ear, always have. You know, and I'm and not in a, ooh, I'm fucking pitch perfect. I'm not, not even close. But, like, I don't... Like, I play the way the sound sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, I don't... I'm not like, oh, I'm going to play a melody in this key. No, yeah. No. I I'm, I can't tell like sort of what what key you're playing in most of the time, but I can tell like almost almost immediately if where you would be on the neck. Not so much that, but if you're out of tune, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, if like, you're out of tune with what you're playing, yeah, for sure, yeah, like whether it be instrument or if you yourself playing yep. certain part, like yep. I pick up on that shit Definitely. very easily. Definitely, you know? but if you look at bands like um like Sonic Youth, mm-hmm. who they don't play in any standard tuning. They had like the one of the reasons that they had a, a hugely difficult time touring is because all of their gear was custom, right, and it was all yeah. custom by them. It wasn't made by any guitar companies or anything mm-hmm. back in the '90s. That like you know they were just bolting shit onto other shit, you know. And so if their stuff fucked up, so it's not like they yeah, could. like I need the guitar to be in this ridiculous tuning because that's the way that I wrote it, and I can't. And, and it doesn't stay in that tuning if I don't have this stupid thing that I did to it. So if the guitar breaks, so, you know, they would they would have to tour with like 20 guitars back when they were no one. 
Yeah, you know, imagine which is, that. And, yeah. you know, which is fucking impossible to do. And so they didn't a lot of the time when they were the, like a starting out band. They they didn't tour as much as other bands at the time, like Nirvana and, and Melvins and, and stuff like and that. That's the sort of stuff that you need to do as well, particularly back you then. Know? Yeah, like you had yeah. To, you had to hustle like a motherfucker. Like, yeah, because you know, it's not the same as what it was as what it is now. Yeah, no. Like, well, yeah. That, that like I was saying before, that's what I love about um about social media and and uh, the internet. Uh, yeah, because the whole live streaming and Zoom meetings yep, and things, Zoom and meetings, stuff like that. and the fact that like, um, you know, like whiskey and speed were on a Canadian label. We never played in Canada. Yeah, that that stuff's always baffled me. Like you said before, you, know uh, I mean? you were saying earlier, like uh, one of the bands that did the release, they they got really big in South America. Yep. Or, yeah, like yep. how the fuck? That's that's through uh, people just searching on like Bandcamp or Spotify, and they're like, you know, like because Indica are a Stoner Doom band, yeah. so the, you know, they would have just put in Stoner Doom as a tag and found them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then and and bought stuff from them from there. You know, and like you know, Whiskey Speed sold tons of stuff in Canada. Is it weird to know that you got music over in another country yeah. and you've never been there? Yeah, well, so I was actually talking that so they're, they're a record company called Unknown Records. Yeah. And they've got... <laughs> yeah, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so good. They've got, like, bands like uh, the Dayglow Abortions. Yeah. And that who are, like... I don't know if you know Dayglows. They're a uh, drinking punk band. And they're, like, Canada's uh, Frenzel Romp. Okay, yeah. You know, a bit bigger than that, but... Yep. That kind of thing, you know, like uh, drinking bands and drinking them drugs and talking shit, and, and they've been around for they, you know, they do songs about wrestling and <laughs> a, pro, a proper punk band, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, and they're just a punk band. And <clears throat> you know, uh, we were gonna, we were trying to organize a tour over there, and uh, the dude from Unknown was like, Who would you like to play with? And just because I was like, fuck, fuck it, I was like, I want to play with Daglos, and he was like, All right. Let's let's hook that up, and I was like, "Oh man, that'd be amazing." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like we did a thing with them recently. Uh, I'll hit him up, and then about I don't know, ten or fifteen minutes later, Willie Jack from the Dayglows added me on Facebook, and he's like, "Hey man, I hear you guys are going to come over and drink with us, not come over and play." Yeah, because <laughs> you know we're going to do a tour with them. Yeah, come over and drink. <laughs> There'll be some music in it's the background. Priorities at some point. are, are, are <laughs> on track, like, oh, right? Shit. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll come. Yeah, I'll come drink with you, Willie. That'd be fucking great. And like, you know, uh, I don't know if you know the band Flipper, um, old school grunge band from the eighty. Like, a uh, famously, Kurt Cobain wears one of their shirts at a Rolling Stone thing. And, oh, okay. And that, they're, yep. they're just a weird, sludgy grunge band, and that, and they're I love them. They're great. Um, but like, uh, I saw them at the Step In when they came here. It was fantastic, and talked to them on Facebook still. Yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? Like, bands who I would be like, there's no fucking way I would ever see them, yeah. let alone meet and talk to them. But we played, like, pool with them and shit and then added them on Facebook and chat to them all the time. Yeah. You know, and, like, you can't, you couldn't do that back then, you know? No, like, no. It was, like, I kind of, like, I was, when I got kind of, like, into more of the music and I was like reaching out and shit like that and mm-hmm. wanting to find more and whatnot. I got hooked on Make Them Suffer and that's that's oh, yeah. the, the calf tat that I've got on like that was the first tattoo I ever got, stupidly. Um, getting a massive one for your first one. Totally fine. Oh I mean <laughs> four hours later and I'm like, fuck My first tattoo was when I was fourteen and I got a Decepticons on my chest. Oh fuck yeah. What a yeah. mad tattoo to get to. <laughs> I, I was at Death Fest this is this is going back at Princess Theatre show days, right? Yep, yep. It was Death Fest on. 
I always have this memory just stuck in my head of this like full tatted up short ass motherfucker that was like towards the back and they're like pretty serious looking tats and shit he looks menacing and then on each elbow is the Autobots logo and the Decepticons (laughs) logo (laughs) and it looked they looked fucking like so good dead on and it just looked really funny amongst all this like flames and and (laughs) all that metal shit I'm just like yeah dude I know where you're at dude Transformers animated movie is by far one of my favourite movies of all time. I, uh, when they revamped and did the movie of Transformers, like the first one, yeah. I was so stoked on it. Same. Like, I, I was so big on it. I thought that was just like, this is the one, like, you know, I had like Marvel with like, yep. when you get invested in those yep, movies yep, yep. and shit. That whole timeline thing was fucking great. Yeah. Started back in what, 08? Yep. And it finished what, last year? Yep. Whatever. Thought that, that's awesome. That's great. They're going to do more. Yeah. And there's another phase coming. Like, they, they struck a gold with that shit, like, in how they yeah. structured it. DC are trying to catch up, but they're fucking useless. Yeah. Um, they make bad movies. Yeah. It's a shame because they got good storylines. They do. They do. That's but the it's just really fucking bad direction. Yeah, Always had. Put out shit movies instead of good movies. <laughs> you know who fucking ruined it for them, though? Mm. Nolan. Yeah, because he made good movies. He, he made two good movies. What, you didn't like the last Batman? Yeah. Uh, why is it everyone doesn't like the last Batman? Because for me, as a massive comic book nerd, um, I dislike the, f- like the fact that um, uh, they made Bane a lackey again. Yeah, okay, I get isn't. that. Yeah. And that, that's just a little pet peeve thing for me. You're not wrong though, because yeah, like the, during that whole movie, they made him out to be that guy. Yeah, and, and I then, get it, oh, the whole plot just, twist, but... Uh, he's just when somebody's you... attack dog, and you're like, ah, no, he's... The whole point for Bane in the comics is he's smarter, stronger, better than Batman. Yeah, and he wins. Yeah, he's like... He's, yeah, in, in he, essence, he like... 2.0 yeah right but, like, yeah. but the whole point is that he wins and then leaves yeah like that like the, when I was watching it and, and he breaks Batman's back in the movie I was like fuck yeah that's mm. awesome because they should leave it there you guys have already been sort of drip feeding the fact that Robin is about mm. and he can become new Batman and Nightwing and all that shit from there mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne doesn't have to be Batman anymore because that's the point anyone mm-hmm. can be Batman and if they had just left it like that instead of him being able to you know, fix his broken Fairy tale back ending. in a yeah. cave with a sling mm. and come back and fight him. Like, no, if you'd have just left it, if you'd have just left it that Bane wins and because I knew he was doing, okay, it's the three movies and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And if you'd have left that for somebody else to have to fucking fix from there, like, cool, Bane wins, Batman can't, like Bruce Wayne can't be Batman anymore. We've got Robin, he's going to train him how to do it, but he doesn't know how to and Bane's already won. Go there, from there. There's your there's your sequel. Like there's your new series. There's your story arcs. Go yeah. from there. Yeah. Like okay. I I, I totally agree with that because I mean I I myself the acting, I, the acting in the yeah. movie looked fantastic. Like it's it's yeah. Like it's just that it, it could have been way better. And I know that they they kind of like stumbled when Heath Ledger killed himself. Yeah. Well, you know, he accidentally died and shit. And you know. But there are ways around that as well. Like, if you still need the Joker to be part of the, the thing, uh, Mark Hamill's been doing his voice acting since the 80s. Yeah. So all you have to do then is get somebody to be a silhouette of the Joker in a cell, maybe mm-hmm. show the bottom of his face in, in face paint, and get Mark Hamill to do the voice. Yeah. There you and, go. And you the Joker's got, still there. Yeah. And from that way, and most people are going to know what's happened anyway, yeah. understandingly. And, and they'll be fine. You can work around it. Because, like, one of the things that, that frustrates me there is so Bane breaks everybody out of prison, yeah? Mm. Where's the Joker? Yeah. Yeah. 
Is I he remember, just the one that they were like, actually, nah? Yeah. <laughs> I remember originally what they were going to use the Joker in for the third movie. Scarecrow's bit. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were going to use him for Scarecrow's bit. It would have made sense. Which, but you imagine, yeah. like, if... if, if with his such like such a dynamic character like that, and just seeing him as like one off piece of a yep. like one little bit, that's like what the fuck? You like you'd expect it, yeah. him to be in more shit, yep. and that's perfect. That would have been perfect to see him. Just got to hint him in there, and it would have been. There were so many things that they could have done, and they wasted Catwoman as well. Oh yeah, Selena Kyle, fucking. Oh, uh, she wears some cat ears at one point. She's in some leather. Mm. Cool. <laughs> like, she didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, she didn't do any Catwoman-y things. She no. did some burglary things, but uh, uh, so? Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's version. Uh, well, was. yeah, but like, it was just, uh, she, the character didn't need to be there at all. That, that story arc doesn't need to be in that movie. And, and there was the, what, younger friend or daughter or yep. sister or some shit that was Come, totally unnecessary. Yep. And then the, you know, the, the shit. Hollywood nod Michael Caine sees him at the end and it's, it, he's there at the table oh, yeah mind you though Michael Caine as, as Alfred he's fantastic oh, perfect so choice yeah but the best. just such a, a waste of things and then unfortunately for DC they didn't follow on from there and so then they started doing other stuff yeah cool you're gonna recast Batman Okay, you got to do that. That's fine. Recast James Bond every ten years. Like, yeah, that, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, nobody's hassling you for that. But you do Batman versus Superman out of nowhere. Do, do you, do, like, it, like that was the next part of the arc. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, yeah. Not only does that not make any sense in their storyline side of things, um, the because re- you know they're trying to catch up to the Avengers, mm. Justice League. We got to do Justice League. Yeah. Like, cool. The reason that the Avengers worked is because they put in a fuckload of time before that to make them care. The reason that Civil War as a movie has any kind of emotional grasp is because people are invested in Steve Rogers and Tony Stark not being friends anymore. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if Batman and Superman are fighting... We had no reason cool. to care. They, they weren't friends before this. Yeah, there was no reason, like yeah. unless we knew yep. ourselves what they yeah. were like in yeah. the comics exactly. beforehand. So, th- so that's one of the things that I've said for a long time about the Marvel movies, like love them or hate them or whatever, but um, all of the movies as well are made as standalone films. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have seen the other ones to understand this movie. Yeah, they throw in little plot yeah. things and yeah. stuff like they're that. They're all self-contained plots. There's overarching storylines throughout, but it doesn't matter if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Whereas DC throw in these movies and expect you to know why Superman and, and Batman are fighting and know why Darkseid is a thing. And, mm. and, and for some reason, Steppenwolf is going to be the bad guy in Justice League. For I no did reason. not understand that at all. Yeah, I honestly thought that would... a weird 70s bad guy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Knows. I did not understand that. Like, I honestly thought they would have at least tried, like, yeah. building up to Dark Side. Yeah. But like, actually have him appear, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, didn't happen. You know, and yeah, they just and they just seem to um, they they're banking on all of their movies being uh, like having sequels. Yeah. So the movies don't end the DC movies, whereas yep. all of the Marvel movies, the story that's happening in that one finishes. But that whole saga is the Infinity Stone saga. Mm. Yeah. So it does like, but the, all the movies that happen 
happen in their allotted time period. Yeah, and then you know? it's at the end of the movie where you get the plot hole yeah, yeah. of the sneaky oh, ooh, thing. there's a thing for the... Yeah, like, everybody waits the, around for the fucking finish of the Marvel movie. the hint movie. for the next thing. Exactly, yeah. And then you're like, okay, that's how this ties into this and that's what they're doing. But do it, it, it doesn't matter if you don't know that. Do you think or not? Are there many bands out there that do that sort of like with albums? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- there are a few out there that do that. Um, uh, like bands like Tool do mm. that. You know, they have like an overarching thing that they'll do. Like, or there'll be a through line for the albums, and you know, you get concept albums and stuff. I, I'm a huge fan of concept albums. Um, I love them. Yeah, like I know. Uh, man, if Jesse was here, we'll have to we'll have to do another one and have. The both the other wise man boys in uh, Jesse's a big uh, Mastodon fan yeah but they have like he'd be able to tell you more but th- they have a whole thing with their out al- the f- like four albums oh, okay. it is there's all a, there's, it, there's, there's a whole thing to do with them like they're all different like it's like uh, they're all color coded as well for the different yeah thing. it's yeah. like the different elements that that album represents okay and stuff like that and you know, like in in that sort of like earth fire wind water. Uh, soul kind of thing. They, the, the albums are all linked. For Crack him. the Sky was so fucking good. They're, yeah, they're yeah. a phenomenal band, but that's why their albums, like, it's still very clearly Macedon, mm. but the albums are quite different. Yeah. Uh, sonically, like, they do different stuff. Right. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, and, and uh, it, because they have that concept. Uh, Ghost. Yeah. They're, they're another theatre band. They got a lot of, like, politics and like in inside shit that happens a lot with them though don't they yeah there's a there's a big uh you know like um i know a lot of people don't like him because he uh he, he was it tobias yeah, or tobias forge I think yeah, is yeah. His name. he did a bunch of stuff where like um uh it turned out that the people who were playing in the first iterations of ghost didn't know that they were like session musicians and stuff and so he like fucked him out of a bunch of money Fuck and that. that kind of stuff and yeah. like, like I, I assumed that they thought that they were in a band together and it wasn't that it's Tobias Forge's thing and that they're did they not ask at any point apparently not so that was that's kind of why they lost their court case with him yeah because they, they, they were like well did you check yeah did you have anybody read any contracts or anything did you have contracts did you do any of those things and it's a super dick move I Fucking think. oath it is, you know, but like because tons of people have been in that band. Yeah, you know, like you know, like a, like a bunch of the Slipknot guys have been in there. Dave Grohl, uh, fucking James Hetfield. So is that is that how Ghost works? They get they get people to come in and do it now, or yeah, like so I now? Think, or? I think now he just has session musicians. Okay, well, yeah, I suppose he's got to stick to one thing now, eh? Yeah, like, but but not. I don't think he has famous session musicians anymore like he doesn't have Mick Thompson he doesn't have you know uh, Devin Townsend he doesn't mm. have those people they, they, they're just session musicians that he's got to play the thing that he's written um, as, as far as I'm aware I might be okay. wrong you know, as far as I'm aware yeah. um, but it used to be that they were essentially a super group yeah, fuck. of people and then he pissed them all off <laughs> and yeah a bunch of them took him and you know the, the unnamed ghouls or whatever they took him to, to court and stuff and uh, but ghosts always make me laugh because everybody you look at them Satan yeah. listen to them pop music yeah no shit I have not listened to them once so that's why I pop ask music. as well yeah one hundred percent pop music like no it, shit. It's, yep it's heavy but yeah. it's pop music and one of the jokes that they that like Tobias has said about his whole thing is that um uh, this is how you bring Satan to the masses mm. you don't play screamy shouty terrifying music at them. 
you play nice music at them about Satan. Yeah. And they won't notice. <laughs> because, yeah, most of them are thinking like Satan, heavy, screaming music and shit. Yeah, I mean, they look the part. like, And they've done some really cool shit. Like, um, I think they're up to like Papa Five or something. So Tobias, uh, as the, the, the Pope leading of, of Ghost, uh, he's been in like four or five different outfits okay. and they are and they are different people essentially they're different characters right, and, okay. uh, and so like you have and they have different styles which is why their music sounds different a lot you know so you've got like the younger papa uh, papa one and he's this young dude and then they get the second dude and he's an older guy then they get rid of that guy and it's this dude and they have different things and so and they, they do like a, a whole thing it's usually a live show at the end of whatever arc they're mm-hmm. currently playing um he will be killed on stage and then he runs off stage and gets into a different costume and comes out as ah, the new papa yeah. at the end of that tour and then they put out another album after that right and so it's very cool like, yeah, like, yeah it's a cool thematic thing but uh musically not so much for me it's nice it's very pretty sounding and they are all very talented musicians yeah doesn't really get me pumped at all but it does they are very good at what they do i love their stage show and the the ethos and the sort of like uh the the mythology behind the band is very cool mm. and the symbolism that they have and all of that is very very cool yeah uh, but musically not for me specifically so i just spoke to very recently through one of the skype episodes his name's tom and chloe, and also chloe as well they they're, they're down in melbourne mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a band called Dreamworm, yep. um, and she she and him together play as a like a duo in a group called Harshmellow. Oh yeah, cool. Um, and holy shit, I just had a real quick blank then. And um, oh right, yep. Uh, so with Dreamworld, uh, Dream Dreamworld, <laughs> fucking hell, see, oh, no. I went, I disappeared. Uh, Dreamworm, um, there's like a whole, there's law, like. Yep. Yep. The whole, like, I was reading it off his website and shit yep. before I was talking to him. And I'm just cool. going, like, what the fuck? Yeah, a this proper is... concept band. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly right. And yeah. I just thought that was fascinating. That's very like, cool. Like, yeah. I love that. I love that they, like, because that, that's properly entertaining. Yeah. There's, 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 it, it gets people interested. Like, that's why I think I have such a big uh, love or fascination with concept stuff is because it's telling a story. Yeah. Like the, uh, fundamentally, it's telling a story, right? Yep. So you know, a lot of the songs, uh, the one I always go to as an example is like Winds of Plague. They did one. Uh, so before they released, so the year before was Decimate the Week, I think, and then the following one was The Great Stone War. Mm-hmm. And from start to finish, it tells a story of yep. like civilization basically going back yeah. in itself and to its core roots of basically being like people have turned into savages on one side and then you've got the remaining people that have tried to survive and then everything has wiped out so you've you've gone back to basically earth like that's all you've got so you've gone back to like medieval style like you know your steel swords and all that bullshit right and it and and the very end of it like the second last song is called it it builds up to the great stone war basically it's telling a story from the start where everything happens um like song forged in fire so that's uh 
leading up to it. Yeah, yeah, getting um, all the tools and shit. And yeah, exactly. That's so, very cool. Yeah, and so, and uh, the first, uh, it's like an audio that you listen to where he's explaining shit yep. or you're hearing stuff in the background. And it's very, it's got that piano orchestral yep. sound as well. Devin Townsend's great for that. You know, yeah. with, with the Ziltoid. Like that, his whole Ziltoid concept album, which is basically about an alien that he thought was funny as a joke and did a, it's got a hand puppet for it. Yeah. And it's about Ziltoid coming to Earth to um uh, take over because he wants the universe's ultimate cup of coffee. <laughs> and then he gets into a, a, a war with Captain Spectacular. <laughs> and it's a thing, this all this whole big thing that he does and it's fantastic. He, yeah, him and Strapping Young Lad was so funny to watch, especially the old videos yeah. and shit too. Like Snorkel the Shark that he had. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember this the video of him. Like he, he's a he's weird like, unit. <laughs> dude, and when he played with Strapping too, oh my god, like he's bald at the front yeah, and he's got skeleton. like Yeah, oh my god, it's disgusting, <laughs> yeah. right? And then you see him and like he's like interacting with the crowd and he's like, "Hello everyone, I'd like you to meet yeah. Snorkel the Shark." Hi, Why don't you say hi everybody? And he's like, "Oh, well, you know, like I was having fun, but you guys kind of suck. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, wait, that's not very nice. He's like, no, 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 you look like you've been run over by the ugly truck, yeah, fucking yeah. hit by the ugly stick and yeah, fucking all this shit. And he's like, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. And, and, and it's getting it. the crowd riled up and he's like, yeah. threw the fucking thing off and he's like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, like either they went into playing This Is Love or it was You Fucking Suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I saw Devin when he came out and did his solo thing and uh, – there was an issue with like his um, battery pack for yep. his for his in ears, and, and so like there was like a, a tech hand had come out to to sort of like rummage around in his back pocket to fix it and stuff, and so he stopped and, and was like, you know, yeah, these things happen and, and that, and uh, he's he's like, so this seems as good a time as any to start in my dubious stand up career, <laughs> and he's like, so I'm going to tell you some jokes. And he's like, uh, how do you get uh, a bunch of Canadians out of a pool? And it was like, how do you do that, Devin? And he's like, you ask them because we're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, that's a shit joke, but fantastic, Devin. I'm glad that you told it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's coming from someone that you admire as yeah, well, like, and, and artistically, could, so. Like, if you ever seen, like, um, he was talking about, uh, I saw an interview with him talking about the most recent solo album that he did. Mm -hmm. Name, uh, I think it's Empathy is, uh, it's something, Empath. Okay, I think it's called Empath, is that album. But he was talking about it and it was a very cathartic album for him and he's got a bunch of anxiety and, and that kind of stuff and it's helped him a lot to do this album and, that, and he put a lot into it and he's like, but I didn't want to talk to anybody from the label about it because they kept being like, oh man, it's so good, it's so... And he's like, don't, don't fucking, don't tell me about it. I don't want you to, to enjoy it. I don't want you to tell me that you enjoyed it. I just want to do it mm -hmm. and he's like you know somebody sent him a um an email saying that uh that the, the this particular moment was like super impactful for them and it had made them burst into tears and that and he's like i don't know how to talk to you yeah <laughs> like, how do you explain that i don't like, know how to deal with you at all he's like that's too intense for me he's like i don't know what to do when you tell me those things because i'm not anyone Mm. And people, and he's like, you know, people are always like, no, fuck off, man. Like, you're Devin Townsend. He's like, yeah, I'm just Devin Townsend. Mm. And, you know, for us, we're like, fuck you. Yeah, you are. You're Devin Townsend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't say it like you're not anyone, motherfucker. But he's, You're not a nobody. Yeah, like, but for him, he's like, I'm just a dude from Canada. Yeah. And, I, and I play guitar okay. It's, it's, and, and you're like, okay. 
cunt. Like, <laughs> you play, you play pretty damn play good, phenomenally. yeah, phenomenally. And just because he he has that, and, and you know, in him, and it was interesting to see him talking about it as well, and and uh, and uh, talking about how like the, the this album got him out of his shell and that kind of stuff and, and he's like you know people have, have talked to me about strapping young lad album and he's like you know he's like because i'm supposed to take meds and for this strapping young album lad i you know strapping young lad album i didn't do that and people are like yeah man the album was so hectic he's like it's just not good mm. it was very dangerous for me and i shouldn't have done that you know like but you were young and you're like fuck i don't need no fucking meds to help myself and stuff do you, do you remember which album it was um or? i'm pretty sure it's alien no shit yeah, Wait, yeah and he's like i shouldn't have done it like that there's some good songs on that there one are some too. fantastic songs <laughs> yeah. on that, and he gives some super intense performances but it's because he's like fucking out of his brain at the time yeah. uh, he's not dealing well mental health wise and it, that shit's so crucial, too. right? Yeah. It's 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 hectic, and I'm glad that it's becoming more of a thing. You know, mm. like everybody's fucked, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. like or at least you know everybody's got some kind of trauma or hang up or, mm. or whatever. You know, and I find uh, a lot of people diminish it because it's not as bad as it could be. Mm. You know, and. So I, I can't remember, I can't even remember who I was talking to about it, but uh, they're like, oh, you know, this thing happened, but I don't le- like I don't acknowledge it as a thing and let it affect me because you know at least something more awful didn't happen. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, but just just by comparison, do you know why babies cry when stuff happens? And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, because whatever it is that's just happened, that's literally the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And you wouldn't be mad at a baby for stubbing its toe because you broke your leg, and that's worse. They don't know how to uh, it's not express a, themselves. Yeah, and so it's know, not like, a, it's not a competition thing. Just because I deal with something in a particular way doesn't mean that because you didn't, it's that you're less strong mm. or something like that. You know, like you know, I deal with violence in a in a very fucked way because that's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. You know, and whereas other people, if the fight breaks out, like they might panic and, and have a, a an asthma attack or something. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they're weak. It's just that they haven't had to deal with that. It's not something that's common to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's not good that yeah. it was common for me. Yeah, you know, like they're definitely not promoting that yeah, in any yeah, way. Yeah, but no, yeah, definitely not. Like it's not good that in a in a in a violent situation mm. that it doesn't affect me physically like i'm fine with the thing that's happening like i'm entirely detached from that because it's something that happened a lot yeah and that's not a good thing at all it, it, i should definitely not just be very calm when things are happening like that it's, it's fucked like that's not good for me but uh you know that doesn't mean that it's it's the wrong way for them to to handle it you know correct yeah you know and it's like that with anything, you know, like any kind of depression, any kind of anxiety, any kind of whatever. It's it's real for them, mm. you know. Like uh, you know, people are like oh, you get, they got anxiety, you know, they just don't want to fucking do stuff. Like no, they do want to do stuff, but they can't get. Oh man, if anyone <laughs> says that shit to me, I'm just like can't, get fucked. Yeah. I've, got, I've been diagnosed with that shit. Yeah, I yeah. have it. Like I, sure. I, I only take. I only take one lot of meds, and that's for the depressive side yep. of shit. Because, like, for well, me, like, for if it helps, yeah, exactly. If I don't take it, like, for yeah, a, like, like for a day, I already, I, I get, I get the side effects, and I already know, like, 
So say, for example, if I forget for a day, um, towards the end of that day, when I start walking and taking steps, it feels like my entire body is vibrating. Yep. Right? So, and yeah. then when I start to move my head from left to right, so this, as if anyone's listening, this is kind of just a, a, a an excerpt, if you will, of sometimes like if, you know, with mental shit or taking medication to help with that, be aware of side effects too. 100%. Don't, do not ever, and I've done this before and I don't <laughs> recommend it. I've done it twice. One, because I didn't give a fuck because I was in a bad yep, me- yep. headspace. And two, I did it purely as a tr- like as yep. a trial for myself to to work out what it's doing to me sort yep. of thing when I forget and like how my body's reacting without it being in me for yep. a while but I had people knowing what I was doing yeah, I yeah. told them that's right? a, yeah you got to be safe with that kind of stuff because yeah. there are there are some meds out there like if you just stop taking them mm. like yeah cool this is a thing that's for depression but if you stop taking them it can stop your heart yeah like, there are some yeah. that are like that you know like there there are ones that are, it'll fuck your shit right up if you just like there are ones that you can't just stop taking Mm -hmm. you know like um uh when my mom had uh like her cancer treatment and stuff uh, they put her on endone Mm. you know you know medicinal smack oh dude yeah i've I've, I've had that shit before after surgery i know what that's like it's fucking great only five milligrams of that stuff and you knocked on your ass but so because she was like doing the cancer treatments and stuff it's quite a large dosage right oh you need it yeah and they didn't talk to her about uh coming off it Right. Yeah, opioid shit's fucked. Right. And yeah, because you can't just stop. You have to taper off. That's yeah. the whole point. Otherwise, you fuck your shit up. Right. And she thought that she was dying because she had run out on the Saturday and mm. was like, oh, that's okay. They're just Panadol, essentially. You know, it's not mm. as fucking endone. But, you know, in her mind, oh, it's just like Nurofen or Panadol or whatever. I'll just pick some more up on Monday. Mm-hmm. And didn't take her endone because she didn't have any for mm. two days and thought that her fucking heart was going to stop and like, you know, scratching her arms out and shit. And and she's not in any way and has never been a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And when she, when she called me, she's like, I think I'm having a fucking heart attack and I don't know what to do. And like, you know, well, yeah, because you, you can't just you can't just stop can't that just shit. Stop no. taking heroin real quick. <laughs> but there's a reason that they have to go to rehab, man. Yeah. Like the shit is fucked. And and I was uh, like talking to other people about that, and they had had similar issues with their parents who had had a cancer treatment or or whatever, you know, a, a serious surgery where they had been given endone and told nothing, mm-hmm. and and then they don't know what's happening because they've never dealt with that. It's yeah. the same with any kind of like medication for like mental health stuff. You can't just not do that. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> like know? I I did that even just after the twenty four hours. Like yeah. So I I get the vibrations and shit as I walk like through my body. I feel that sensation. Yep. I'll turn left to right and I feel that vibration in my head as yep. I turn, sort of thing. Yep. It's so fucking surreal, like that feeling. And then like when I when I've realized. Like when I start feeling that, that's when I'll go and I'll be like, oh shit, I forgot to take it. I need to take it. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like absolute dog shit the next day and like I'll cry. I'll get mad. And you've got to wait for it to build back up in your system. Yeah. And to to sort your shit out. And it takes about, you know, once I've taken it again and and if I haven't gotten too far into that like withdrawal aspect, um, it's not too bad. But if I've left it like a day or so, it takes a day. It'll knock you about. Yeah. 100%. And and it sounds like great, like in a way, because you're like relying on something, you know, like to to help. But at the end of the day, 
Exactly. Need right? to breathe. Need to drink. This it this helps regulate my head. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, not mean it's not meaning that I'm crazy. It means that sometimes I think I uh, think of some fuck shit, not about anyone else, but myself. Yeah. And I don't like doing that. Yeah, and, you know, and being uh, being able to take a thing that means that you can go to a job. Exactly. Why the fuck? Like, why? I don't know. I don't understand why anybody has um, issues with that. You know, like, mm. oh, you know, you should just run more. <laughs> that fuck helps you, to a certain point. Definitely, right? like being healthy for sure. It's yeah. definitely better for you. Obviously, like, why wouldn't it be? That like endorphin release is key. Yep, and, like, you know, and, and like not being overweight or underweight or any of those things is definitely <laughs> beneficial to yourself. Yeah. But that doesn't fix uh, depression. It doesn't no. fix uh, somebody who is a schizophrenic. It doesn't fix any of those things. If you're a manic depressive person... Oh man, going, those moods. Going for a run isn't going to... Like sometimes <laughs> you can't go for a fucking run. Yeah. Because you can't get up. And hey, you could go out for said run, and then suddenly have a uh, have an episode yeah, while you're you out. Have, yeah, exactly. And and if a thing that you can take like a fucking vitamin is gonna help that, so that you don't have that, mm. why why do people why is there such a negative stigma for it? You know, because people think that you're crazy for but, sure. And, yeah. and anybody who's like, uh, no, nah, you don't need meds. You can just fucking go to the sun or get some crystals or something you know like you know Mm. like uh, they clearly haven't either a dealt with anybody or cared about anybody who has that kind of issue Mm -hmm. or they don't know about the thing that is wrong with them i i me personally i think it's just a lot of like brushing it off like it's nothing and that that happens here a lot um it's so it's actually really like uh, my experience anyway has always been really good in the music scene yep. everyone's very music open to talking about it. For it yeah and like there's so many so many bands and people out there that are very open to talking about it because again it's where a lot of our creativity comes from 100%. you know like not not from those the depressive side of things but i mean just from our from our heads and yep. like that's where it comes from to you begin know, with brain chemistry or whatever you have a different way of thinking about something or whatever you know you everybody's see got something a different, different yeah yeah everybody's got a different way of seeing shit right 100% yeah I think it's interesting because I think like our generation and the generations after us are going to get way better at helping on a massive scale for it. I'm looking think, forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing like my kids' generation. Yeah, come you through. know, like I think that uh, before us, you know, it, it's still like for like for our parents and and grandparents and stuff like that. It's still in that. Uh, that that cone of shame, like oh, you can't have, you can't be having mental health. If mm. you, don't, you don't talk about that. You know, it it's you can't they can't deal with it. You know, like because oh no, your kid's fucking ADD or something, or your kid's autistic, oh. or your kid is schizophrenic, or your kid is manic depressive, or your kid is these things, and then then for them, like for for that generation of people and anybody who hasn't been outside of that uh then that's all you are Mm. you know what i mean like that person is this label and that's just uh, you're um, you're as much a manic depressive as you are a pisces Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's just a thing that happens to be a part of who you are yeah and if you are looking after it it it's not um it doesn't define you yeah you know it's just a thing that like it's like if you diabetic 
you, didn't, you don't look after that, you're going to die. Yeah, like yeah. if you didn't choose it, it's just a thing that happened. Yeah. You know, if you're an asthmatic, you get to have the thing. You know, like you wouldn't go, just go for a run. <laughs> like It's a cultural change, I think, that <laughs> yeah, needs definitely. to happen. Yeah, I think it's getting you know, better. It is, it, absolutely. Kind of. Like there's there's still a bunch of, you know, you know uh, I mean, it's better for us because we're white. <laughs> yeah. You know, people of colour don't get the same kind of treatment that we do, um, which is bullshit. It is. You it know? always has been. And women as well don't get the same kind of treatment as we You're like, oh, you're just a hysterical woman. You're not... Crazy you know, cat lady. Yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly right. No, she doesn't want to fucking deal with dickheads. She's yeah. cats because they don't fuck her around and steal her shit. <laughs> that could be the reason why she has all the fucking yeah, cats, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, she's got four cats because uh, she had a bunch of fucking... Boyfriends. As many cats for the amount of fuckheads that she's <laughs> yeah, had in yeah, her yeah. life. She had a bunch of shit cunt boyfriends and now she doesn't want to deal with men. Yeah. That's not her fault. You did that. Exactly right, you know. Um, it is It is nice to see, like you said, though, the gen- the, the gradual shift and change. Yep, and it's, I'm, I'm, it's a start. I'm, it is a start. And hopefully with everything that's happened now with, with COVID and people experiencing this oh, isolation and shit I like that. So, man. I hope it makes people. A I little hope more people realise it uh, way more mm. now than they than they have been in the past. Like you know, like hey, you know how you guys fucking hated it because you were stuck in the house by yourself for three weeks or four weeks. Mm. There are people who can't leave the house. Yeah, there are people <laughs> that can't leave a hotel right now because they're apparently in detention and shit like that. Yeah, you know, like, like you know, they can't do it because their brain won't let them. Mm. Maybe don't be a cunt about it. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It, like, it it goes a long way. Like, is what I'm saying, if what I'm going to say right now, is it going to help? Or is, is it going to yeah. be productive? So, or am I being a shithead? Yeah. And, you know, and so, like, there's a band that you should look up called Idols, if you don't know them. Anybody listening, whatever. Is it I-D-Y-L-L? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I-D... Yeah. Idols. As in idling, not idols as in the gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I-D-Y? Yeah, I think it's I-D-Y. Because if it's I-D-Y-L-L-S or yeah, something yeah, like something that, yeah, then yeah. I have heard of that. Yeah, so they're from the UK and they do kind of, uh, I suppose you would call it like positive punk. Yeah, okay. And that, and you know, uh, so they do a bunch of, st- like so uh, people were hassling me, it's like uh, uh, people were saying that uh, this is our feminist song. It's like, no. All of my songs are feminist songs. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a th- you know, no. All of my songs are mental health songs. You know, and like there's a song that they do called Television, and he has a line in it uh, at the start, which is great. Uh, and he says, "If someone spoke to you the way that you do to you, I'd put their teeth out." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good way of looking at it you too. Know, because why are you putting same. yourself down? Like yeah. if someone spoke to you like that, I'd fucking batter them. Yeah, you know, and it's that kind of shit, and it's and like you know, he do, they do a song about his one of his best mates is um, uh, is a is an immigrant, and and he loves him, and he's like, this song's about immigration and how they they're lovely people, and you shouldn't fucking just hate them because they're not from here, mm-hmm. and they and all of their stuff is is all uh, positive love, positive sexuality, positive mental health, and all of that kind of stuff, and yeah. and they are very energetic, and they are fantastic songs, and they're very uh, good to watch. Uh, and I love that that's a thing that they're doing, you know, because, you know, you don't really get 
a lot of positive alternative music. Like, like no, uh, not really. No, you know, it's usually like I fucking hate this thing, or a girl left me, or you know, I'm a fucking drug addict, or you know, it, you know yeah, cool, because that's what they're going through. Yeah, and I'm sure that the guys from Idols have done a bunch of that shit as well. Um, but like, they they've decided, okay, we're going to use this this vehicle that we're we're doing now to try and put out positive energy. We have a platform and we can choose to do what we want with it. Why not do this? And so, and it's awesome. Like the, and you see interviews with them and they're they're like, this is what we want. Yeah, This is us. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, we've been through some shit and he talks about like, yep, I was a drug addict and and now I'm not, you know, and my wife works for the NHS and you should support the, you know, health workers and shit like that. And, and, you know, all of these things. And there it's refreshing to hear that kind of stuff particularly at the moment you know yeah 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 for sure because there is so much negativity going out at the moment yeah yeah it is something that i want to see happen more for sure definitely it's it's awesome yeah i think i think you've hit now uh the longest recording i've done (laughs) which is awesome outstanding i was hope i was i'm hoping to to uh i would like to break the three hour mark but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. What we got? What are we at? What are we at now? Uh, two two hours and forty eight. Two forty eight. Do you have a song that's twelve minutes? 12. <laughs> yes, Dude, yes, I do. I've got. So you got. Many. You, got a, you got songs that go for fucking got, hours. Uh, yeah, we got. Um, so interestingly, for the for the new album, there's a song called Side Effects, and so the <laughs> the full version of Side Effects is like thirty seven minutes. Fuck. Um, the version that's going on, so we've like cut that up into three tracks now, side effects one through three, mm-hmm. and number two is going on the album, and I think that hits in at like eleven minutes. Yeah, wow. And then we've cut that down as well because we want to do a video clip and put that out as a single, and so the radio edit will go for four and a half minutes, <laughs> but yeah. the full song is yeah closer to 40 minutes so how did you work so is this this a song that we're going to play is it uh, yeah actually yeah yeah, yeah i'll, I'll uh, will? We'll, we'll do we'll do the radio edit of um of side effects just like four yeah. and a half minutes because we're, we're going to do a film clip for that and that's the push for the the album that'll be out uh, towards the end of the year with playing with whores and yeah. stuff and we're going to punch out a bunch of um video clips because we had the album finished before the quarantine kicked in mm-hmm. and that and we, we were about ready to do a bunch of stuff and then obviously you gotta stay home and can't do anything and so now we're ramping up again starting this week and we're gonna go film like a bunch of different film clips and and get all of our merch sent up and and all that kind of shit so mm-hmm. then we can push them out but side effects will be the um <laughs> yeah be the single i think so how how do you edit a song down from such a long time to <laughs> such such a small amount of time you you play it a bunch of times and like so the because the first time we did it that was the the thing and and that's what we did in the studio and then we were like okay what section of the song can we like it was like we wanted to put okay the way that it went originally is we weren't really um trying to make it a radio edit we were like okay we want to play this song in a live set Mm mm-hmm we can't because it's too long. Yeah, and we're not a headlong. We're not. We're not the fucking huge band. We don't get a two-hour set. You got 30, 30 minutes to forty-five minutes. Yeah, and we don't want to just play one song. You know, we got a bunch of things that we want to do. And so then we would be like, okay, let's 
cut away this part of the song like this is an like an intro build that's awesome to be there but you don't need it to start the song there you can start at this riff and yeah can okay, okay, okay so we'll, we'll pull that out or we'll we'll only do that for like one or two bars and then because a lot of what we do and uh, so king buzzo from the melbourne said a thing many years ago that always stuck with me and it was about the way that their music sounds and how it's different live mm-hmm. and he's like i'm not married to any of this the way it sounds on the album is the way it sounded that day right okay and when we play it live it might not we might extend a bit we might shorten a bit we might drop a bit we might merge it into something else we might we might have a different lineup with us that day i mean it's ballsy to just go into a place and like have nothing and then record yeah yeah and so they're like that's how it sounds there and then when we do it live we might have a different bass player and he Mm -hmm. plays it different or we might want to squeeze this section of the song into the the set so we're just going to do that bit we're not going to do the full intro and outro and the bridge and everything we just wanted to put these bits in yeah uh you know uh, like because it flows well with this set that we're doing and so for us we were like okay like what like what lineup are we on what kind of sound do we want today let's do that Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the songs we can flesh out massively or we can pull them back into into smaller bits you know like there's a there's a song on on the album that's two minutes and it's pretty much because we love motorhead right yeah (laughs) so there's like a motorhead two minute d beat just track yeah and then the track that follows that i'm pretty sure is eight minutes it's a very big jump you know like (laughs) here's some weird more doomy stuff or here's a a weird ambient thing there's a like we're big fans of ween so there's a bunch of weird shit on there where we've gone that would be funny let's do this kind of crazy sound okay you know and and so like a lot of the things we can because of the way that we play in that sort of generative form you know like uh, it can just be that okay here's the riff that we were playing but now I've started noodling over the top of it and it's going to be something else now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, then, and then we'll be like, we should probably go back to that and finish the song. <laughs> you know? Quit getting ahead of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like, so, like, it, it could be that, um, like, so with, with side effects specifically, I think we've trimmed back a bunch of the bridges yep. and stuff like that or, or cut some completely for the, the radio edit. So we're like, okay, that doesn't need to be there for this to still flow. But like for the full version, that's what it sounds like, you know. Right, and so what yeah. I'm going to do with that is we have <clears throat> the full version of Side Effects, which I will put out as a thing and a short film. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, 38 minutes or whatever will be the soundtrack to that short film. And that'll just be the full Side Effects thing. And then on the album, there's the 11 minute one, but also there's the four and a half minute radio one. There's going to be three different versions of the same fucking song. Yep, but they all sound different. Oh, that's like, there's, all, there's a different energy to all of them. Yeah, Because right. they were all recorded at different times. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, so knowing that as well, you're going to listen to it and like f- like try and get that grasp on the feeling or the emotion yep. of it. Like, okay, this yep. one was recorded. Like they're all, they're all the same song, but they're all sounding different. All right? done in different ways and at different times and with different... Uh, goals, I suppose. Are the lyrics uh, the same, yep. though? Yeah. So, yep. there you so go. The, the, the message is still there. There's the same 
stuff is still there. The the meat of the song is still there. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's because yeah. we're fucked and we. we, like we but that's that, that's actually worst. really that's really cool though. So what? like, well, because when we went in to record the album, we booked the studio for two days, and we were like, the album's gonna be because we're gonna put it on vinyl. It's gonna be forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and we were like. <laughs> we recorded like 15 hours of music we just went into the studio and played we press record go you have any breaks and <laughs> yeah there was some you know there was some uh, going out for a cone breaks for the boys and there was some uh, you were going to get a pie or something from the server yeah. down the road and shit and, and that but it was just okay play and then the, the following day was like we, we listened to a bunch of it back overnight and stuff and and that and we're like all right maybe we want to put an extra guitar on that one maybe we want to do we want to sample in here do we want to do this do we want some extra percussion on that bit and, and we listened back to a bunch and then we did that for a couple of weeks and we're like <laughs> that, that's cool it's like, okay we want this here we want so that so much going into it yeah yeah, it's pretty stupid, <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you like to do. It is. It's, you know? We love it. But it, like, I love that, like, because we didn't have like an engineer or because we we know how that we've all been doing it forever. Yeah, so yeah. We don't we don't need one or anything because we can. You kind of like, worked it out yourself anyway. Yeah, we know yeah. what we're doing. Like we we've done it for years, and um, uh, it makes me laugh when other people come to that kind of session. Yeah, and they're like, "How are you guys getting?" anything done yeah <laughs> like so it looks foreign oh, i'm gonna have to yeah. come and check it out sometime, yeah, like how do you yeah. do that man like how do you guys have a cohesive plan and for us particularly with writing it's really feel based yeah because like i know how he counts and i know how he counts and i know like when we're doing a thing i can see the way that he's moving that he's gonna put this fill in here and so i'm there for that yeah and jesse's like that as well with the guitar like like cool i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking sit on this bass riff like this groove and he's gonna noodle and i'm gonna be and we're just gonna be able to watch and then i can see when he's gonna come back into something or we're gonna and you know so a lot of it is there's no, no there's never really a time where we're like okay we're gonna do this for three repeats and then we're gonna do that one for two and we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do a bridge it'll just be what do you feel like where where should it hit yeah, so the structure's out of the way to stop that yeah. stunted sort of yeah, yeah. way of like being able to play whatever note you want yep. and then working it out yeah, from yeah. there For, rather than going, this is kind of how we wanted it yep. to be. And all, all of the like fills and solos and things like that, like any accents, those aren't set in stone either. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, you know, so I might may do a bass run, uh, a particular one on the album, but I might not do that one live. I'll do a different one or Just a try variation on that yeah. or or maybe I won't do that. Like maybe it's, al- I'll- it's always interesting to hear a musician as well say like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I want to no. try something. To do. Like I, I have this song written, but let's yeah. change a few notes here or there yeah, otherwise, in that song. And, and particularly for like genre specific kind of stuff, I can't do one thing. Yeah, the, I can't just do. You can't stick to one genre yeah, while no. you're playing it. You got to do other things uh, but too. Yeah, but just in a band, like I can't, I couldn't do just a, like we're just a metal band, or we're just a, a doom band, we're just a punk band. You know, it's got to you got to put other things in there. Otherwise, I, I can't. Otherwise, I get bored. Like yeah. so, because there was a time there where I was in like nine bands. Well, I think you're going to get bored. Like, well, not bored, but there's a lot to take on there as yeah, well. Yeah, so. yeah. So, like, yeah, I was in nine bands doing all different shit. 
How the fuck you manage that anyway, Jesus? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's just because, like, I, I want to be doing stuff and, and I'll have an idea and I'm like, ooh, this thing. And yeah. with Wise Man, it was like, ooh, let's do this. Like, hey, I, I, I was messing around with, uh, I got a bunch of them little Korg Volker synths and they're, they're like this, you know, little tiny sort of desktop synth. They're like $150 and they're fantastic. And they do a little modular one and I had that running into a vocal effects processor the other day and accidentally made it sound like Tuvan throat singing. Oh, that's so cool. So now that's a song for the next album already. Like, I was like, well, that's fucking happening. Yeah, it's going down. So now we're doing that. And that, and I can replicate that live. Like, I didn't mean to do it initially, but I know what it, I know how I did that. And like, I worked it, it back. And I'm like, cool, now I can recreate that at any point. And now I can make my little modular cog thing do weird tube and throat singing sounds that isn't. Yeah. Like there's no lyrical content there. There's no nothing there. It's just that's the kind of vibe that it's giving, and we can build a song from there. It's gonna have to come and have a jam sometime. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely. I, got, I got a permanent room at Red Star. Anybody yeah. can. Anybody hit me up on on Instagram or on Facebook through the Wise Man Say thing. And if you want to come and jam, or if you've got something you want me to fuck with, yeah, hit me up. Hit up Loki. Yeah, man. A. Send some shit through. I'll, I'll fucking yeah. I'll do something weird on it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a good spot to end on as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, and um, you'll be happy as well. We clocked over the three-hour yes. mark. Yeah. Fuck so everyone. Th- <laughs> <laughs> everyone else doing uh, short, I, I, concise I interviews. I, I challenge anyone to have a good listen to this one. Yeah. So yeah see if you can get yeah, through see, it. Yeah, um, it's like wise men say. See I, if you can get through. Yeah, I really appreciate the fact that you've come on, man. Yeah, like man, it's been King. such a good time. I mean, tangent wise, we fucking wandered all over the place. I had I, think I don't we did. I, you know what? Like I I did not look at my fucking laptop once tonight. <laughs> no so co- any of the, like I think I maybe remembered two or three questions that I'd already asked you, but yeah. like I didn't even fucking check tonight. Yeah, like no. it just went along. Why yeah, not? It happens, not? you know. So that's what happens. It, it is what <laughs> it is. Up and let like, us go. I'm just I, I I even like made sure like because it was kind of a last minute thing. I'm like got to make sure I have something written. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, like yeah. unprofessional, whatever. Yeah, yeah. In case then I'm fucking using it anyway. In case so I get like, here and I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And it, I've been, yeah. I haven't had that happen yet, but no, I wait, yeah. I'm waiting for someone to come in and just be like... So one word answers. Oh, dude. So you'll, so you'll get like music. a 20 minute episode come out and yeah. just be like, well, that was fucking fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. I play guitar. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. A bit of the yeah, nah. Oh, dude. Oh, it's bad. Love it. But yeah, so we're going to finish out the yep. night with Side Effects, which is a new one that isn't released yet. yet. Um, and it won't be until later in the year, so that's dope. I love play, yeah. I love being able to like plug people's like shit that shit, hasn't yeah. come out yet or whatever. It's always cool. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, if you want to listen to it, check out my <laughs> podcast. If you're still here. <laughs> if you can get through three hours, don't be a cheeky cunt and skip to the yeah, end. Yeah, that doesn't count. You know, because otherwise if you start doing that, one, I'm going to know, and two, I'll stop putting the songs right at the end yep. and I'll put them somewhere where you have just to... just going to guess. You're just going to find... You're going to have to listen to the whole episode yep. to find out where it put is, a, aren't you, you fucks? Put a no-skip function on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish Spotify would let me do that. I wonder if there's... There's, there's probably a way to have that happen. I'll, f- I'll find someone who can hack for me. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, surely. So, all right, some computer nerds, we need you guys to make it so <laughs> that... Fuck it, they have to listen. you got to get through it, mate. Yep. But yeah, so again, cool. thank you so much for coming on. Anytime. It's been, been such a blast. We're going to jam out side effects for you guys. Hell yeah. 
make sure to keep in uh, keep in mind if you want to get in touch with Loki, if you want to record, jam, uh, wise man say, or if you um, just want to tell me my music shit, that even I'm better. Fine with like, that too. He's, hate mail, fine. Yeah, hate mail. I mean, if you who send, doesn't mind a bit of hate mail? If you're going to do a, a hate thing, I would love to to request that it's an audio file so that I can then turn that into a song. Yeah, make it pr- yeah. make it so you can turn it into yeah, make the send, hate real. Yeah, yeah. Send you know? send me an audio thing about how much you don't like me, and I'll make it into a song. That'll be funny as fuck. <laughs> that would be great. Just uh, you turn it into a fucking DJ yeah. song for sure. Oh, I'll do it. You fucking shit. Yeah, I got a bunch of yeah. I got a bunch of drum machines. I'll turn you into a pop song. It'll be great. Oh, beautiful. All right. Well, let's hope this restriction shit eases up soon, and everyone's smart about it, so we can get back to enjoying this. Because I can't wait. But I'm going to be smart about it, yeah, for well, fuck's yeah. sake. Fuck you all if you're not. Um, we're at that point now where if you're not going to be fucking smart about it, I don't care. Yep, just, no, brought it on uh, yourself. Yeah, like like I said, the other night I knew you lost it to that lady. Fuck, I'm at that point now. So, yep, yep. well, yeah, you know, it's not, you can't, you can't claim ignorance anymore. No, not anymore. You've had plenty of time. Otherwise, yep. if you're doing it now, you're just a fuckhead. Yep. So yep. on that note, peace, love, <laughs> be safe. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a fuckhead. Don't be a know? fuckhead. It's a good tagline. Put it on a shirt. Don't be a fuckhead, yeah. Um, all right, boys and girls, let's go get some sleep because, yeah, I'm right. fucking tired now. Yep. I'm going to drive home. <laughs> yeah, same. God damn it. Yep. Doing a podcast in the valley. So dumb. No, it's not. Uh, it's great fun. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Take care. Thank you again for listening.